What's cracking? It's your homie, Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook, at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen and low lives and white people named Barry Jespera, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Metiche Monday brought to you by Grasshopper. For all your medicinal, recreational, cannabis needs, Make sure you go to ghbuds.com and make it clack. Get 15% back. Don't have your card yet? We got your cards. We got your cards. We'll get into that. We'll get into a lot of things. We got Andrea Lopez. We have Fania coming in today. We're going to go political wrap-up. We got Algo Bueno. We got Ingasu. What's the, what's the second one? Chale. Chale, güey. No, mames. I started a little early today. <laughs> Welcome. Life is good. Welcome. How's everyone doing today? We're peachy. Fantastic. Happy Monday. If you got an opportunity, make sure you make time to subscribe, rate, and review us. Yes. On all things. On all of the things. Specifically Spotify. I don't know if you're aware yet, but on Spotify, you can catch us. You can catch our uh, our video, our beautiful mm. faces. You can do whatever you want on there. Make a leave a little message. Yeah. Casas was telling we can actually do like polls on there. Yeah. We can we can do polls on there and 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 like uh, do giveaways. So, we have, so like tubo tubo. Like lo que usted quiera. Mesa que más aplada. Le mando le mando le mando la niña. In addition to that, tell me everything. What else do we got? We got. Let's get into the members because I feel like the, the members don't get enough love. Well, it's super important to know that there is a lot of nuance that's missed without the video. So de definitely make sure that you check out the video on Spotify. I know that some of you only exclusively listen to us, but watching is also great. Yeah. Um, and you've got like what one week on Twitch to watch? You get two weeks on Twitch uh, two and then weeks. it goes and then it disappears and then it yeah. disappears. Oh, I didn't know that. It's como el Snapchat de, de video. Pero no es como herpes because <laughs> no. that shit don't disappear. That shit yes. just lingers. Is there, ladies and gentlemen, from the top to the bottom, from the newest to the oldest, Chef is back, so you get one page. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Everybody's going to think that this is a me thing, and uh, let's be honest. Bienvenido, Ramon Núñez. Bienvenido al grupo de Emo Brown Social Club. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a god among us, mm. and he is now a social club member. Oh. Eric Casas, the hey! god, has joined us. Ese way, ese way. Hortensia Yescas, Serge One, Andy Mejia, Chris M, El Compa Chris, Topher Brown, Mike, Roots Mike. These are all UPSers, bro. Fuck me. These are all UPSers. Ruben Quinones. Uh, Matt Diesel, Ramon Saldivar, Eddie Zuko was cragging vol, Brenda Aguirre, Erlin Holland. Wait, wait, wait. Have you heard Eddie Zuko's new song? God, the, it's such a hit. Qual, qual? Uh, freaks. The Freaks. Okay, he's got a new one coming out too. So this is birthday. That, that Freaks one is so good, you guys. It's oh, shit, so it's his good. birthday week. Do you want to play a song? No, we're not that fucking <laughs> show anymore. Come on. We don't do birthday songs anymore. What are we? Bitch, if you wanted to play the birthday song, the guitar would have been in your lap, ready to go. You're obviously not ready. You told me no birthdays. Carlos Jimenez, <laughs> David Lara, Greg, Happy Paulina. What the fuck are we doing, bro? Happy birthday. And hi, Zeke. Yahweh! 
Zeke's his dog. Paulina for the people, our connect for all things radio, wanted to be here so badly, but she's bogged down at work. Aww. It happens, bro. Kenya Nieves, Antonio Sanchez, Jess, Carlos Solorio, Jerry Goldman, felicidades on your new offspring. La Cuñada, Gabby Ledesma, Rodrigo, Aaron Sibia, Maddie Ice, El Flaco, Carly. Damn, this is one page, and it's long. I know. <laughs> This is one fucking page. Nah, it's cool. Keep going. Keep going. Let's wrap it up. Westside, Claudia Worsher, David Shapiro, Victor Almanzan, Tanya Torres, Georgie Boy Gonzalez, Edna Alvarez, Reggie El Primo Garcia, Ivan Espinosa. He was here earlier. Oh, yeah? Good guy. He's our squeegee prince guy. Hey. Jaime Jorge Cepeda, Jason so McClure, Camilo hey. Harrington, <laughs> Roberto Gomez, Alexandra Camacho, David D.B. Styles gave me a list of art that I actually could read because it was typed out. It wasn't in his graffiti print. Thank you for that, D.B. Styles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You too can be on the podcast simply by subscribing. Clinton Jones, Clinton the Realtor, is here today looking fresh. Looking fresh. Look at you. What an amazing young man. Brian Casey, Marisol, Yescas. We have two Yescas in the crew. Hey. That's you weird. You know what Yescas means? Yeah. <laughs> there can only be one. Well, no, I wonder if they're related because that's a, it's, it's oh. not a very common last name. You know, Yescas is also slang for weed. Dog. Oh. Oh. Sabes. Big fan. Big fan of your work. The Starvarsh brothers, Eric Ortega, <laughs> Thomas Ferez, Ariana Portis, we're ending it there. Okay. Or are we? I mean, you let's know, see, I let think... me see if I like anyone on page two. Let's do this greatest hit. How about this, though? How about Laverne, Bianca, the unknown surger, Ramiro, El Misfit, Sarah Chulamai's Will Holder, Baboso. We'll stop there. Yeah, if you want to be um, at the top of this list, definitely make sure that you sign up on Patreon. Damn, bro. You're going to convince people to do it that way? But no, you want to know how I'm going to convince them? Mm. I'm going to talk to them about what they're going to eat from MasterChef Claudia Sandoval. What's going on? At the Christmas party. That okay. You can only come to. If you are. We're jumping the gun right now? Let's go. You no, wanna, I'm just no. saying, like, you know. We got a lot of shit to go over. There's, dude, there's so many events going on between now and in the end of the year. It's like, oh, my God. We're doing some things. Once again, we have our hands full, and sometimes I feel like we <laughs> overwhelm it. But, hey, you're in charge of that, so I not a problem. slow down after the golf tournament. Never, I think it's bro. ramped up. Never, never, never. Let's see what we got. Grasshopper, Emo Brown pre-rolls are available now. Three for $12. Tuesdays. Toker Tuesday, Toker 30% Tuesdays. off. Why do I love saying Toker Tuesday? I love alliteration. It sounds, yeah, it Anything good, dealing with alliteration, I'm in. The beer is coming. There oh. is, there's a grasshopper beer called Grass Hopped. Grass Hopped. Caesar decided it's showing us. Look at this fucking guy. If you're ready to go, we got a microphone ready up there. No sea panchero, viejo. No sea panchero. I'll return to the stage. Elwood. Late night happy hour. $5 old fashioned. Some of the better fa- old fashions you've ever had. Is there a reality show coming, Casas? What the fuck? Yeah, what the, what Is that, that what that sounded yeah. like? He started posting some shit about uh, the Elwood and took some pictures. It looks like fucking Vanderpump rules and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the real world bar edition. Yeah, it's like <laughs> crazy killer cocktails. Cocktail specials, love affair, local dramas, all on the next The Elwood. I'm fucking, I'm subscribed. I'm yeah, ready to go I'm in. I'm already in. <laughs> I'm all, whatever, whatever platform. I'm, I'm, I am all in for all that swing. shit. Three Punk Hills. We got the World Cup coming this week. It starts on Sunday. Just to let everybody know, World Cup, we will be playing all of the matches. Mexico and United States, we open early. We won't be, I should recant that. We're not playing every match. But every Mexico and United States match, we will be opening at 8, at 7, at 6, whatever the time is, we will be opening early for those. All other games will open by 11, so you'll be able to catch the late game every day. It will be available. Make sure you get there early for the Mexico and the U.S. games. You already know how it gets at the brewery. We have the the little mugs. I don't know if I gave you a picture of that, but we have those little fucking World Cup mugs. You buy that, you get $5 pints for the rest of the month throughout the World Cup. My miss, bro. And you got nice. a cool-ass cup. And you got a cool-ass cup, dog. All of the birch drop coming soon. What else have we got? Uh, 
shout out. Tribal Seeds event was awesome. They came to the brewery. We had a good time. Oh, we raised cool. some money for the home in Ruben Torres and his uh, his uh, foundation, Love Thy Neighbor. We were able to give them $500 money raised by us. That's awesome. I'm tired of doing good shit. We're doing a lot of good shit. That's Can we do some bad shit? Let's try some. <laughs> Can we do some bad shit soon? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Social club updates. This is where we all shine. Oh, this is this, okay. Oh. Social club updates. Patreon. Your cards and the shirts are in. Cards and shirts are in. Do I have a card here? You want to look cool? You want to be cool? Oh, you have a card. You look at you. New that's the new new? That's a new one. It has my pretty face on the back. Got, got oh, face. That's Still in cool. a plastic. It's all there. Look, you know it clacks. So you know that shit. Oh. Get it, girl. There it is. Come and get it. Um, especially if Gus wanted me to read this to you. Uh, let people know if they've joined in June, July, or August to please respond to his Patreon email asking for your shirt size. We are restocked and want to mail them out ASAP. So that's coming. Or just come to the headquarters here on Mondays, and we can give you your goods here. Yeah. That's one way. Gratitude ride. Gratitude ride. Gratitude ride. Gratitude ride. Coming Gratitude up. Gratitude ride. That is going to be this Sunday. So join us all here at the at the headquarters, 689 Marslot Court Suite B. We will be leaving here at, let me see this note. Uh, fuck, it doesn't say 8.30 meetup, we'll leave by 9. What does that mean? You pay $25, you get a cool-ass shirt. Those $25, in turn, get thrown into a big pot where we're going to buy 50 turkeys. You know what? Come on up, Clinton Jones. This is an opportunity for you to go ahead and speak. If you want to walk behind Casas, <laughs> that would be magnanimous. Magnanimous. You recant magnanimous. I mean, we're... we're I have a professional coming in today, <laughs> so I got to make sure I use this. So on the part of the, the gratitude ride, what we're going to be doing for the gratitude ride, obviously, is raising funds to buy purchase turkeys 50 turkeys and 50 meals that go associated with these turkeys that we've reached out to local charities, local schools, and compiled the list to make sure that you have a warm dinner for, for Thanksgiving. I love so, that. So we're going to be able to provide 50 meals. The link is out there. If it's not, I'll get it out there by the end of this episode for you can sign up a family who you feel is in need because we want to get to 50. Yeah. We can get 50, but I almost feel like if we get people to give us their personal recommendations, it almost feels better to, to reach out to somebody that we have some sort of Mexican Kevin Bacon connection to. <laughs> you know, like we can just connect those Kevin dots. Tocino. El Kevin Kev, Tocino. El Tocino. Kev Tocino. <laughs> Where are we getting these turkeys? Where did we get this idea? Why are we going to go and do it? Ladies and gentlemen, we have this nice-looking man, salt and pepper hair. Looking, look at this guy, bro. Clinton Jones, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Uh, yeah, so I'm a, a local real estate broker. We, uh, our office is in Chula Vista. We just opened up in June. Uh, so uh, Connect Realty is a, the name of the business. Um, we have six agents that work there. Like I said, we're brand new, but I'm not a new realtor, not new to the community. So I've been doing this for eight years. Um, and for the past five years, we've been doing a turkey drive uh, every year. So nice. uh, last year we were able to raise about $2,500. Hell yeah. Bought uh, 240 about turkeys. Wow. Um, so yeah, we, we team up with local organizations to give them back out, right? Cause awesome. It's, it's easy to get donations. It's hard to find people to give the turkeys to. Mm-hmm. True or false, you hand out these turkeys wearing a meat coat and all of your chains <laughs> exposed a la American Gangster? Yeah. That's ba- true. Fuck yeah. All right, I'm in. I'm in with a little pinky ring. You know? truck, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get these trucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yours, kid. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> this truck fell off a truck. So this is going to be giveaway on? Uh, November 21st. Uh, so we have ours. It's going to be at Salt Drift Point of... Four to seven ish, um, and 
we're there. If people have the opportunity, if you need a turkey, come out and grab it from us. We also have people come and donate turkeys that day, too. So it's kind of like a give and take. Turkeys for all. Yeah. So Monday, November 21st? Yes. From 4 to 7? 4 to 7. And where again? Salt Drift Point in Imperial Beach. Okay. Is that like a park? What is that? Uh, it's a big uh, venue. They have weddings in... Oh, okay. a venue. There. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's right there on the bay. You got a nice view. Nice. We, in turn, yeah. will be having ours here on November 21st. Monday as well, right? Okay. November 21st is Monday? Yes. Am I tripping? Yes. November 21st. First Monday, we will be holding it here. We have a digital sign-up sheet. If you haven't seen it yet, you will see it by the end of the day because we at Nauseam, we're going to promote this. We're going to pimp it. We're going to push it out until everybody has an opportunity to sign up a family who they think is in need. We're going to be reaching that we have reached out to some of the local schools that uh, we work with, specifically John Montgomery Elementary, in order to make them, you know, first priority because that's a, that's a school that we work with directly, you know. Yeah. We'll be holding ours here Monday, November 21st, after Metiche Monday, starting around noon. Yeah. We'll be able to open up the doors to everybody on that list, and you can come and pick up your turkey deer. Deal. Meal? Meal. meal. Turkey meal. Tenemos pinches panecitos, the Hawaiian rolls. <sighs> I already saw them back there. Yeah. We got a little nice box stuffing. We got some mashed potatoes, and we got a turkey. I think we're going to get a pie, too. Basically, we got it all. We want to we want to make sure that we're able to give back via ideas through Connect Realty, via this man right here, Clint Jones. I like you, man. You're a good dude. I'm, nice. I'm happy that you're you're bringing us into the mix and, and letting us help out in any way we can. I look forward to growing this yeah, no, exponentially. Uh, <laughs> it's all about collaboration, right? At the end of the day, we, we want to get our word out, use you guys to help spread it, and whoever else wants to help in and join in, like, more the merrier. Hell yeah. Well, when thank it, you for doing this for our community. I think that that's exactly what we're all about. Um, so that speaks to what you guys are all about, and that's yeah. always awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not the first time we've, we've done something together, right? We did a, the cleanup when yes. we first opened the office. Yeah. We plan to have a lot Dude, more the, the mayor was in love with that collaboration. She reached out to me and said, I saw some of your emo brown people cleaning the streets. And I was yeah. like, that's right. So she gave us a day. Like usually they're <laughs> throwing all the trash in the streets, but today they're cleaning it. They're cleaning it. When do we get our turkeys here, Clint? When does that happen? You tell me. You got them? I have. So on Friday, we went to buy like 30 turkeys. We're just trying to price it out. If anybody has a good deal on where to buy turkeys, turkey prices have Who got that turkey plug? Who got that turkey plug? So last year, they were like 78 cents a pound. And this year, they're 98 cents a pound. So... Uh, if you could find them for Obama. cheaper, if anybody knows where you can find them for cheaper, <laughs> we'll be yeah. talking about that a little later. Are we really? Uh, yeah, oh, literally. Fuck. I don't know about turkeys, bro. Yeah, All right, I'm ready. All right, hey, I can't wait. I'm excited to work with you guys moving forward and continue to grow the Emo Brown Empire with new people coming on board. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this guy, Clinton Jones. Thank you. Any final thoughts? Thanks any final me. words? Uh, you know, donate a turkey. There it is. <laughs> right? there. Uh, we also do a toy drive. I know you guys are doing something for a toy drive, but yeah, we're, we're going to continue to give back to the community as long as we're around. And how can people find you in Connect Realty? Uh, Connect Realty on Instagram. Uh, I'm Clint the Broker on Instagram. We have a, a Facebook Connect Realty. I think that's regular. Um, we're also really involved in Third Avenue, so you'll, you'll see us around there a lot. Nice. I had a party at the brewery yesterday. Diapers and Keta. Diapers and beer. So does that mean you're going to be a father to be? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations, my man. Look at that. Having a baby at home and still all this time to do good. Yeah, this is the busiest time of year for us. Like, you know, a lot of people slow down. They go on vacation, especially realtors. But we ramp up. We give back to the community. Damn. It's a perfect opportunity to tell you about Albert Aguirre, our personal... Our personal real estate agent, the one I love with all of my heart. Thank you, Albert. Don't worry, Clinton Jones is a pretty face, but you just get it done. <laughs> hey, there's always room to collaborate, right? That's right. Damn, I do. There it is. Fuck around. I'll there give you a is. price later. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Clint, for joining us. Uh, right, we'll promote everything we can for you for the event and all of the things we'll be collaborating with, bro. Thank you very much. Thank great. you so much. Appreciate you popping through. 
That being the case, Sunday, November 20th is where you can come out here. Ride a bike with us. Visit three spots. South Bay Tap House. Hoppy Days. Finish up at the Elwood. $25 gets you a shirt. That shirt is awesome. Last year, Chicle fucked around and didn't make a shirt. Oh. Fucking guy. But he, he said, <laughs> I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. So we're going to go all everywhere. Sign up. Don't miss out. Meet us here at the Emo Brown headquarters at 830, supporting 50 turkey dinners. And where do we sign up? Ah, the link is going to be out there. It's already in our bio. Go to the Emo Brown page. Go to the Emo Brown website. The link is in our bio. And if it's not, it will be by the end of this episode. Before we go on to anything else, uh, did you want to have a conversation about turkeys or not yet? You were going to talk about no, no? turkey can, talk. You we got can, it. Yeah, we can get it. Well, not, don't hide yet. 1210, winter formal. <clears throat> are there yes. any updates coming? <laughs> uh, yeah, when are you guys going to set up the website? <laughs> oh, wait, do you need us to do the event page? Yeah, All you right. guys said you Profe, were going to do it. Profe Moreno. Please reach out. We got to get this taken care of. Yeah, we got to get that set up because, um, first of all, if you want to attend the uh, holiday winter wonderland formal, okay, uh, because it is going to be formal, we yes. want everybody to dress up. So we're saying suits and chucks. En serio? Yeah. So Can I wear suits and botas? También. Se vale. I'm in. Uh, so yeah, like we're going to. Freshman last year? Oh, freshman <laughs> killed it last he year. Was- Clean. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be doing a um, a winter formal here at headquarters. So uh, this will only be open to members plus one. Uh, so your plus one will be twenty five dollars. But uh, we're going to cap it at 200 people, so you better buy your tickets early. And I think you said November 28th you want to cap the, the date? Fuck yeah, I'm with that. Okay. So November 28th will be the cutoff uh, to purchase tickets after Oh, that's that. my teacher Monday. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll end it on that day for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll end it on that day. And then anybody that wants to come after that, if there's space... Mm. That are going to be $100. They can tickets. wait outside. Oh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. $100? Is- $100 a ticket. This is why it yeah. pays to be early, pays to get the worm. Uh, but all joking aside, I am going to be cooking for this event. Get it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, make sure that you uh, sign up to be a Patreon member. Uh, on the menu, a shrimp ceviche. <laughs> Uh, garlic, olive oil noodles with, with uh, Parmesan cheese. I'll be doing a salsa verde braised beef, a Mediterranean salad, and uh, my traditional refried beans. That's worth $100 by itself. Well, fuck. <laughs> exactly. For real? Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. And then Erica the Baker is going to be making cupcakes. I'm not coming. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Erica the Baker is going to make something else. But I'm also bringing my chocolate truffles. <laughs> All right. I'm back. <laughs> will, will there be champurrado? Uh, no. Unless you're, unless you're, hey, because you're swagger, make you know a champurrado. You, should, you know, my swagger can make champurrado. Dude, <gasps> we should do a champurrado cocktail, bro. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Oh, that's it? Con that's piquete. all you got? Oh, con piquete? Ah, these are all things you know? that we can do. These are all <laughs> things that we can do. To wrap it up, before we get into it, I also, I, I wanted to tell everybody as I am not laser Latino on Instagram, <laughs> I've been vindicated and you will see Jesus. who is. We're going to get into vindicated. that one. Before we get a little too far, we also want to get into. Oh. My Grito Weekly brought to you by My Grito Industries. Brought to you by Rob and Oscar, the big bosses at My Grito. Pay me to read this shit every week. And I love reading it. They're my favorite. Of all the things that come our way, My Grito is the best. Where are my shirts? Ladies and gentlemen, on sale now. My Grito Fest happening Saturday, December 3rd at Border X in Bell. Border X in Bell. Join My Grito as we celebrate our annual music fest with live music, drinks, food, and good vibes. Join us in the mosh pit and we listen to the sounds of Eastside agents, the Skittians, Descarado, Descarados. Damn, you gotta spell it better, bro. Hey, Los Paranoias. Don't forget to grab your My Grito t-shirts available now at mygrito.net. Pick up records from the Paranoias, Las Calacas, Adrian Carmine, 3LH, and Maria Sanchez. Head over to mygrito.net and follow all on social at mygrito. 
there's good things that come from fucking my grito, bro. They, yeah. they've, they've made, you know, they got me the Jackson hookup from this chain. They got me that. Uh, we just linked up with them at what relates to a, a clothing line brand called House of Chingazos. So for House of Chingazos, go to their website, type in Emo Brown. I think you get 20% off. You figure it out. You tell me how much you get, and then we'll see what's up. They sent me some shirts. They have some cool shirts. Oh. Mexican is fuck, so I don't know if you'll be able to wear that shit, bro. Why not? All right, you're a damn-ass guy. That's what- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. As always, we, we are proud members of the Magrito Industry Podcast family. Thank you for having us. Don't cancel us just yet. What is going on in the wide world of things, Chef? Uh, so much. My gosh. I mean, we are wrapping up San Diego Bay Fest uh, week, which has been crazy. I was, like, in full festival mode all week. Um, I just finished up uh, Drink Masters on Netflix. Have What's you guys heard that? of that? No. Oh my god, you guys! Did you did you watch it? I have not. Oh so my god, it's on now. It's on now. Right. I've already like I literally in one day binged the whole okay. season because it was that good. It's a cocktail competition, so think of it almost like a Master Chef, Top Chef level, but really, really well shot, gorgeous, beautiful stuff. Um, they give these guys five hours to create one cocktail. I need you to understand. Like, that Sounds like level. you're ordering downtown. Uh, Casas, you were wondering what the premise of Elwood, the reality show, should be. I think we just found a branch that we it's can work into. Five hours so to make sexy. one vigilata. You guys, it's so, so sexy. I've, I've been watching The sexy. Crown. Really? Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. It's gorgeous. That's an adjective. Uh-huh. This shit is sexy. <laughs> Yo, this five dollar old fashioned. Learn a lot about like what's going in, like the science behind these drinks. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, look at this. Look at look at how beautiful these drinks are. Some of them are just like Dan. Well, you're gonna get us canceled, Casas. We can't be showing this shit, can we? Yeah, we can. are now. Oh, they're hipsters. Oh, look at them running around. <laughs> I don't yeah, have enough melons. They're cre- like they're they're using distillates, like they're distilling stuff while, just to create essences. I mean, it's incredible. Do they go out of their way to find fucking look ingredients that, that aren't available at fucking Northgate? What's going on here? These no. are all things that I can't find anywhere. No, you'd be surprised. They actually worked with super basic stuff like hibiscus and that was know, an stuff. artichoke I, I, you've never seen an artichoke at a store I don't think I've ever looked at one nice. <laughs> anyway. uh, the crown season 5 is also out what is this um, that's the one that literally has to do with princess Diana and um, it is very depressing you guys like really? I was okay. I was watching it and I was just like oh my god this is horrible the way she was treated like I know like all of us sort of have an idea of how she was treated by you know um, how reality based is the it? monarchy They've said that they've said in the past that they watch parts of it, but that they, um, you know, like they're kind of like not making a comment about it. But this one specifically is quoting things that were actually released to the media, like recordings of them. And so somebody might end up in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So it's crazy. But you might be really interested in this. This is about white people. Go ahead. Tell them. The Teletubbies are back today. Netflix just dropped oh, no. uh, a new season of the Teletubbies. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Teletubbies turns 25 this year and now has their own Netflix reboot um, that literally launches today. So if that's something that you're into and you grew up watching the Teletubbies, then definitely make sure that you check Only that out. Only if they've aged. Like if the Teletubbies are now adults with like which one was your favorite Teletubby? Like which one? Which one would you be? I was too old for this shit. But I think I'm. I think I'm Tinky Winky. I'm the tallest one. <laughs> yeah. My little guy, my, the littlest guy in the family, is five years old, and uh-huh. um, I think he. He sings a song from the Teletubbies, but he changed the, the lyrics on it. And uh, fuck, I don't remember, but it's something dealing with Daddy Poo, and that's me. Nice. And I'm like, yeah. So I got, I got, I got to look into this show because apparently the, 
<laughs> Oliver is all about this episode, the Teletubbies. Yes, mm. it's so cute. I, you know what though? I was thinking about your son. Uh, looks like the. Do you remember the, the son? baby in the, the sun? The baby in the sun. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks like BG's baby. Mm. And now I heard that baby has a. The baby thoughts baby. described yeah. by a chef here on Nemo Brown do not reflect. Not all white babies look the same. No, Jesus Christ, come on! And not all white babies look like Pete. That kid is one of. He's so adorable. <laughs> at UPS, at the end of the year, we always start a nice little book club. Go ahead, make fun of us, whatever. Yeah. But a book audio book club. So we go ahead and we go on to Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your books. And we start doing it at the end of the year. Now, starting in December. That's so, so random at I the know. busiest time. Because it's audio books. So we're in our grind. We're ah. in our hustle. We're like not really like communicating with anybody. And um, so we get into it. So if you're going to join us, <laughs> watch for those nerd updates coming on Instagram about what, what, book, what yeah. book are you guys starting? Uh, we're going to start over because uh -huh. a lot of people want to jump on. And, you know, it sounds corny and cheesy, but one of my favorite books that really was awesome was Pinchy Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Relax. All right. It was a fucking good book. <laughs> it was right, a good book. Right, right. Yeah. So we'll start with that one and one book a week and then we'll just talk shit about it. That's I expect cool. you to listen. I'm in. I fucking. I'm not the Chef is busy. Chef is busy. No, Chef. I love. I love Audible books. And now right, cool. Spotify it's my jam. has audio books. How does that work? Walk me through that. I haven't done that yet. Uh, I believe it's similar to how Spotify all the other ones work, us. where now <laughs> everything is available on Spotify. Hey, but look at me reading uh, all the books next week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about Matthew McConaughey. Have you read the book? <laughs> Have you read the book He's about <laughs> Matthew Perry? <laughs> Matthew Perry has a new book. I'll be reading the Matthew Perry out about Oh, hey, I, I heard that one's full of shit. Chandler Bing. Yeah, bro. He was a partier on Audible. Or I'm sorry, on Spotify, I think you have to go to the website yeah, and get the actual idea. thing, and then you download it. Because I've been trying to go into Spotify the app, and no me deja hacer nada. Once, once you've downloaded it through the computer, it shows up on your app. But it's similar to like all the other audiobook stuff, where like you have to go pay for it. Basically, it's like some free ones, and then you know you have to pay like fifty. Where can I see my white, my favorite white boy this week? This week, I got. Five gigs? Four gigs. Oh, look at yeah. you. On uh, Wednesday, that's tomorrow, I'll be at the Sandbox with 6 to 9, All Ager Rager, Pizza That's the one wings. with the pizza, right? Yes. All right. I, I don't know what calendar, I don't know what calendar you're working off of. Today is Monday. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. What Protestant <laughs> calendar do you have? What pilgrim, <laughs> what pilgrim calendar goes from Monday to Wednesday? I'm living in the past. And what the fuck do you have against week. Tuesdays? What did a Tuesday ever do to you, bro? Tuesdays are not like one of my favorite days now. They're my day off. You omitted oh. it real quick. Anyway, Thursday. Tipsy Crow is 7 to 9. That is not an all-age rager, so you want to come out and get uh, tipsy like Steve. Come out on Thursday. That was on a good one. Friday, Sad Box again, 5.30, okay. 8.30, and then Sunday, bringing it back to tipsy. All right. Yeah. I love it. How was the Hills? The Hills was awesome. Did uh, you have a burger? I did not. because I Come on! My Swagler cooked before. I went out there, so uh, I went. But I'm playing again <laughs> next Tuesday, so not tomorrow. See you next Tuesday. But the 22nd. So the 22nd. Yeah. All and they right. do have a... They have a they have a couple. They have a drink called the Nobody Likes You Wasabi 23. I just yeah. slide shit in every now and then. Some people get it. Some people don't. Go ahead. You'll listen. listen back. You'll be like, God damn. God damn. <laughs> How's that full not canceled yet? I used, to, I used to live in La Mesa, so I used to go to the hills all the time. And their mm. burgers are amazing. The only hills I like are the one where, let the rain fall down. That's Fernando's it. watching that shit yeah. right now, too. Is it uh, back? Dude, yeah, I saw Laura. Everybody's everybody's binging it right now Ooh. again. There's wait, there's a there's no, no the old one. Oh okay, okay. Because I saw that the the Laura Conrad has her. Fuck, I sound like a weenie, bro. I saw wow. Laura Conrad has her own podcast. I don't even. I've never watched and it brought else. her former flame Steven on there, bro. Ah, we will. Hell yeah, send we me all the hate, on. huh? We should get him on. <laughs> yeah, right. We probably could. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into algo bueno. Who wants yeah. to go first? Caesar, will you be joining? Where's Caesar? Caesar's not going to join us. Well, whatever. We start. Go ahead. Algo bueno. 
Okay, I'll go. You go first. Um, Festival week is wrapping up, which I'm really grateful for. I had the awesome experience of hanging out with Gasas for a whole day. Never want to do that again. Just kidding. <laughs> is he an animal? Is he a rager? No, he's not. Like, he didn't even want to hang out with me. Can, he, I tell, can I tell you a secret? Tell me everything. He was sending me videos the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It was so much fun. It was honestly so much fun. We went all the way to Ensenada and uh, went into Valle de... De Guadalupe. I wanted to swat it too. <laughs> but I know and um, it was, it, honestly, it was such, such a blast. Um, so of all these people, who's the one who uh, sent me a video of passing out at the table? Oh, oh see, where's that? Where's that one? Where's that girl? Don't, don't say that. No, we don't. We can't say the I name. Know, I saw that. the video. Put, oh my god! It was. It was. Seat. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, but we had a blast. We got a chance to visit a bunch of different wineries. Um, and uh, this was the Baja Culinary Expedition. It happens every year. So if you're interested in participating in any of the San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. Uh, partakings, just remember to save the exact same third uh, weekend of uh, November, which will be again next year. Here it, we yeah. are at La Guerrerense, visiting with Sabina Bandera. Um, What's Sabina? <laughs> La Sabina Bandera, La Señora Sabina. She's uh, uh, an icon. World famous. Uh, yeah. Uh, world, Worldwide. literally. World yeah. famous. Um, so it was There's incredible. lines to get there anytime you even think about going. Dude, we had two people in our group that were from that flew in specifically for this Baja Culinary Expedition from Japan. Damn. I need you to understand that. That's like the uh. level. Um, we got private wine tastings from private wine, like from the winemakers. We got barrel tastings. Um, it was just honestly some of the most exquisite experiences. And I'm just, I, I feel so privileged to be able to participate in these kinds of events. Um, but then Look to- Look at you in your fucking element, doing your thing. <laughs> she's like doing it, she's it's like, like, a, it's like a cooking are- show, you know? <laughs> it's like a that. cooking show. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a blast. Uh, we had um, the grand tasting, which you came to on Saturday. I sure did. It was so much fun. I got through 846 Mexican chocolate truffles. They were tasty. And we, we got rid of all of them like an hour and a half before the festival even closed. So that just goes to show you, like, it was insane. Like, people kept coming back and be like, oh, I'm t- this one's for later. And I'm like, They have what? fake mustaches on and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you spoiled me because my algo bueno relates to a large portion of that. I'm never going to go to an event unless Chef is dropping dick and giving me VIP passes. <laughs> Wifey and I show up, bro, and they're giving, oh, go here, oh, go there. And then they scan the QR and I said, oh, wait a second, you're with Chef Claudia? And I was like, yeah, no, 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 give them this, give them that, give them that. Go straight to the front. You're with Chef Claudia. She's a superstar. <laughs> and wifey and me just looked at each other, we're like, all right, like that. So thank you. First off, of thank course. you. That shit was awesome. I had a great time. All we did was eat and drink. Mm. And then eat and drink. Yeah. VIP hour consisted of like an hour before anybody or two hours before anybody was there. Yeah. So pretty, wifey, mu- pretty much because everybody starts to stream in slowly. It's a pop. So wifey and yeah, who has our address? That's mainly the show taped up. <laughs> Somebody sent us anthrax. Yeah. Um, so no, so we're out there having a good time drinking. You know, uh, everything. Yeah. Everything. There is a pinchy. There's there's tuna being slayed and put on there. Yeah. There's sushi rolls being made. Look at that little burger. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah. I no, even made a fucking reel of it. Oh my god. It was it was it was incredible. Um. Yeah. Tommy the fishmonger was out there. Thank you. I was trying to remember his name. Is yeah. Tommy. Tommy was out there Tommy doing his out thing. There, yeah. Cutting up a whole tuna, like a four hundred pound tuna. Tommy it was tuna. incredible. Yeah. It was it was honestly really impressive, and um, we had our VIP ticket winners out there as well, and she was so excited. The I world think, famous Romantics Coffee yeah. Shop, located wherever the fuck they're asked for. <laughs> we need to find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was it was really exciting, and I actually do have 
two tickets to give away again. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be announcing that today. It's for Festival del Chef in Sonora. So if you are going to be in Sonora or you want to come out um, and hang out with some of the best chefs in all of Mexico and the United States, we're going to be at Festival del Chef in Sonora. So not that that far away. It's not. It's, it's not. It's like throw. a yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be gone. Um, so I'll be giving away tickets to that. Um, it's going to be honestly, it's going to be uh, incredible. On par with what I just visited this weekend. It's actually going to be even better than that. Ingasumare. I mean, we're gonna Sounds we're like gonna have we're gonna have like a whole area that's going to be like the grill area where we're going to be doing like whole animals, like barbecue style. It's it's going to be incredible. So definitely okay, well, you know what? Out. It was awesome experience, but it was bougie as fuck. <laughs> You it know, was it was bougie as fuck. Like, was oh, there was a bougie. lot of people that just were like, mm, "Who are these peasants?" You know, like, and I was like, <laughs> "Bitch, you in line getting fucking Akitwina just like me?" It was fun, but yeah, you could see it was it was it was a weird dynamic of people. There was a lot of. I met the big boss. You introduced Michelle me to the big Matter. boss. She's yeah. awesome. I didn't know it was eighteen year old uh, event festival. Yeah, the festival's eighteenth year. It's officially an adult. That's what I told her. I said, "Your your fucking festival's old enough to vote." And that's it. You can buy cigarettes. You can buy lottery You can go to war, but you can't have a beer legally. You know, you can put your life on the line, but you can't have a beer. Yeah. We'll get into controversies later. Yeah. That was my algo bueno, followed by a drunken cab ride, petty cab ride, where fucking Los Tucanes was blaring, and wifey and I went straight to visit you, bro. My first inaugural show of visiting you at your establishment, the Tipsy Crow, and you were on a sick one. You were doing amazing things. It was awesome. So it was a great day, man. I, I'm very appreciative of Saturday. Made a cool little reel about it with wifey. I didn't even show her. She usually needs to like, oh, don't use that picture of me. Oh, don't don't <laughs> use that picture of me. So I just fucking said, ni pelo, put it through. But it was awesome to finally get to watch you perform, bro. It right? was nice having you there. Fucking, that was my algo bueno, was having Aww. you guys out there. Uh, you have you a know? low bar for algo buenos. I have a what? Very low bar for algo buenos. If it's wifey and me visiting you. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like uh, having a nice regular routine, you know? So if, if if everything stays routine, that's my algo bueno. But then, you know, you got those little sprinkles on the cupcake. Like you guys showing up and, you know, maybe there was some white Russians involved. Maybe there oh. was some. I had a lot of white Russians. Yeah. yeah. We need to have yeah, a white Russian. Can we do like a white Russian Monday? Maybe next Ooh. weekend. Next next <laughs> next with each Monday, let's do white Russians. Okay. Sounds I'm like serious. All right, who do we bring in? Do we bring in somebody from the Alwood to make up those? You know what? I'm going to hit up Cece. And have Cece make those yeah. fucking white Russians, and we're gonna have her set her up in the corner. Yeah, is she gonna bring chaps again? Oh, assless, assless, <laughs> chaps. assless chaps. Let's make sure we address I think those that's properly. A uniform at the Elwood, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what other algo buenos you have this week? Anything else good? What's going on in your world, BJ? You're a busy guy. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of gigs. They were all fucking, you know, fantastic. Except for you know my looper pedal fucking up, but. Uh, the biggest one. I'm going to Disneyland. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, when are you going? Tomorrow. Nice. Oh my gosh. Is it so. already, do you know if it's already decorated for Christmas or it's... They oh. switched it over for Friday was the first day. So, uh, we were trying to go for Halloween because me and Fernando love the Halloween yeah, shit. Yeah, so it out. cool. But we're taking her mom. She's never been. And we're taking Pete yeah. for his first time. So, her mom, it, like, a, she has a Christmas tree up right now. She wow. loves Christmas. So... We're going to take them, and she's going to see all the magic of, like, the Christmas Disney stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, once Pete and her have had their fill, they're going to go back to the hotel. And then Fernanda and I are going to go back to the uh, Star Wars bar, drink a couple of uh, fuzzy wontons. I or love, I love and that then, place. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. And then, you know, just parent time. So we're going to do both. We're going to do with kid, <laughs> without kid. Well, I'm excited your Algo Bueno is going to Disneyland. My fucking chale moment of the week is Disneyland. Going to Disneyland. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, we fucked around and we went viral again, Chef. I don't know if you saw on TikTok, we had a post that, uh, well, what, what are the clips here that we were just talking shit about how we never take our kids no, to Disneyland. you never take your kid? Uh, we don't take kids to Disneyland. It kills the experience. I don't like Disneyland. Yeah. But I like it a little bit more when my kids aren't there. 
You know, because I can go out and be a deviant and do whatever the fuck I want and have a good time. And we have a great day plan. Wifey and I, after work, come home, I shower, get dressed, drive up, stop it in and out. Little double-double animal style. My pelo relaxed. Go. Pop a fucking gummy. Maybe smoke a little weed before we get in. I can't do any of that shit if my kids are there. Right. Well, you shouldn't. There you there go. There are oh. people who can. And, uh, yeah. I don't do any of that shit. Good. But yeah, we get there. We have a blast. So we're going on, on Wednesday. But backtrack to my chale moment of the week. We posted that video and we went on TikTok and God, it hit over 700,000 views. Whoa. Seven, yeah, it hit 700,000 views. It had like 90,000 likes. Wow. And a whole slew of dickhead troll comments. Of course. Why have kids if you don't take them to Disneyland? Because fuck my kids at Disneyland. They don't belong there. It's me and white people are going to go to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Broke ass parents can't take your kids to Disneyland? What? Probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> You're probably sure. right. Let's, let's yeah. go with that. I had time this weekend, so I sat down while I was taking my morning shit on Sunday, and I started responding to all these no, guys. No, you didn't. Oh, I, had a, I had a little Don't time. Don't do that. I had a little time. I had a little time. I had a little time. <laughs> Talk uh, shit while taking a shit. But it was awesome, because we got a, 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 there was a lot of traction on this post. There was a lot of traction on this post. I don't use TikTok. I'm fucking 40-something. I'm 43. I don't know what TikTok is about. Well, now but you Bianca told me, he's like, you got to start using TikTok. And I said, all right. So I used TikTok, and I had like three fucking followers. After we put this post out, we have like 780 followers now. Nice. And dude, uh, that's all it takes. I think man. it's kind of cool. We're gonna keep posting shit on there. Controversial shit Just get canceled. Keep saying the controversial shit. Nah. Apparently, like the some. Oh, hold on, guys. This whole time I was making noise is because somebody sent me something in the mail, and it's. I just found out how cool it was. Oh. I don't want to rip why it. does it look like it? Why does it, it gotta be male, huh? Why does it? Why does it look like it's a bomb? <laughs> I got something in the they this morning. <laughs> I got something in the they. Oh, look at that. Jesus that? Christ. Tony Montana, man. Ladies Tony and gentlemen. Montana. Tony Montana. Look at that. Fuck yeah. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. How cool is that? I don't know who gave it to me, but I appreciate it. We'll put it Why right here. Why does he have eyebrows and the Shout one on the picture Paul. doesn't have eyebrows? Because his name Paul. is Scarface, and the Scarface <laughs> is over the eyebrow. All right? And if not, you know what? He's from East LA. He has fucking Sharpie eyebrows. <laughs> he does. It's all good. It's all good. Some chola eyebrows wow. up. So thank you to whoever sent this to me from Hawthorne, California. I appreciate you. Marcel, damn, people know where we fucking reside. Well, no, at. that's just the shipper. So, like, wherever that came like, That's the only address I have, Barry. Yeah, well. That's the only address I have. You order it off Amazon or Etsy or something, it comes from them, but they don't get the name. So, that's uh, a secret admirer. Hit me with yours, bro. Give, I want your chale before I get to, into Chef's Chale of the Week. My chale is pretty heavy, actually. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. Is so, it really? Um, Are we doing heavy shit today? <sighs> kind of. I mean, oh, fuck. All right, uh, on the, uh, what was it, the 12th of this month, there was a unfortunate stabbing of a 17-year-old kid at a house party Jesus. here in Chula Vista. Jesus. Uh, what? Two others were injured. There's a whole article. Um, and I don't want to get too in the nitty-gritty because, you know, it's other people's business. But like, Unless the voice of back. San Diego addressed it, I can tell you I didn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it brings me back to, like, my days of partying. And, yeah. like, I saw some wild shit, too. Yeah. And, like, you know, as a parent, knowing that my kid's going to grow up probably partying. Like, With my kids? Yeah. So it's like, what kind of shit do we have to like tell them about now to avoid? Like, I don't want to terrify Pete. Like, hey man, if you go out, this, this, this could happen. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I want to lay it out. Like, hey, this could happen. Don't be around it and don't be that guy. Well, think about bullying. Think about bullying and how it's kind of metamorphed into what it is, transcended into this. Now bully is not even just like one-on-one physical shit. It's online, virtual. Can never escape. And it. I feel like that that's even more dangerous. So man, you have that one kiddo. We have three kiddos. They're all little boys. They take after their daddy, so they're going to be little dickheads. Probably. They're going to they're gonna encounter these situations. That's what I tell wife. I said, my biggest fear, my biggest Achilles heel is that. Like, making sure my kids are just always in a constant state of happiness, being yeah. provided for. 
not going to Disneyland because you don't belong there. <laughs> and then just kind of letting them know of the pitfalls of life, man. Because yeah. I don't know how I made it through sometimes. I Like, I go back into the Rolodex of memories of shit that I got into. And I'm like, God damn, how did I make it out of that? There's yeah. no way I should have made it out of that yeah. situation without the bare minimum an ass beating jail time or anything, you know? And yeah. my mom is funny. My mom will listen to these podcasts and she'll be like, Miko, why do you lie? That never happened. I said, jefita. <laughs> yeah. A lot of shit happened when you're little, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a fucking terrifying thought to it like really know is. that your kid could just, you know, not even be a part of your kid, but be at a party and something like that happened. You know, like it could be his first party and yeah. something like that happens, you know, and it's just it my just daughter, brings you back. It kind of scares you a little bit, but I'm not trying to My daughter told me the same thing. There was a, also a shooting in San Diego with two kids and all this stuff and and I mean even the whole offset thing where he was it, they weren't even at the bar anymore they were just kind of like low-key arguing i don't know if you guys saw the video of offset being shot um, ma'am take off please oh shit my bad right, take please. off you're right okay you're right i'm sorry narcos <laughs> <laughs> sorry my bad you're right offset's uh, cardi b's man yeah <laughs> my bad but yes um but like even that when when that happened my when daughter shooting was, dice like, goes wrong yeah but but also like did you watch the video it wasn't like they were yelling at each other it was quick there, there, there was like calm yeah it was it was calm it wasn't like there was and she was like jesus mom and i was like yeah that's like it's like the the wrong place at the wrong time kind of stuff like when you start to think about that so yeah it's terrifying terrifying guilty by association you know yeah. sometimes sometimes you roll with the wrong crew you're gonna get you know into some hairy situations that's yeah. why everybody warns me don't hang out with barry jasbera <laughs> people are gonna fucking you know try to approach you're, and sell you cryptocurrency <laughs> you know you're trying to approach and give you cryptocurrency or whatever the hell you white people are doing NFTs. these days nfts, NFTs is a new one but yeah seriously to wrap this well the the fucking this segment up on that it's scary being a parent you yeah. know it, it's bananas uh living back and seeing the freedoms and things that we got into and looking forward and being oh my god I have a 10, an 8, and a 5-year-old, and that shit's just going to get hairier and hairier as the days go on, my man. Seriously. What's your chale? I just gave it to you, the, the Disneyland. Oh, that's right. See, well, gone viral. Well, my chale is a lot more lighthearted. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Jesus. But also very controversial. Um, as you guys know, I'm a huge Formula One fan and a F1. huge... Yes. More drama in the F1 world? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This time, this time, and I think I'd mentioned this to you before, I'm not a fan of Max Verstappen, who is... Checo, who is? Chuck Max. Chuck, exactamente. Checo Perez's... Um, Nemesis? And that's no, our boy. That's uh, our team member. Oh, okay. So they're both on the Red Bull team, and at yesterday's race, um, there was, uh, I think, Casas, I gave you the video... Um, so maybe we should watch this. Oh, now we're going to get canceled again. Could we get the audio on that? Max, what ring, happened? So pretty much they tell, they tell Max, Max, let Checo through because Checo is in line to be to take second place uh, on, the, on the constructors. So um, they tell him to let him through and he goes, no, I gave my reasons last year. I'm not going to let him through. And so they let Checo know, hey, I'm so sorry he didn't let you through. And he's like... Thank you. Um, that just, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. They they tell him I'm sorry, and then he says it's okay. Uh, so it's it just beef it, amongst it just, team members. It just shows who he is. Oh, and the whole world is like blowing up Max Verstappen's posts. Um, like he has like one of his one of his uh, posts on his account. Like his last one has like had like twenty thousand comments of just people just shitting on him. And that Steve treatment. And mm. it's just like it's like, dude, like what the fuck were you thinking, dude? That's your that's your like. Has he given your, his reasons? No, he just pretty much says like, no, I don't. You know, like I don't I don't have any reasons. Like I've already given. Given my reasons, my team knows, and the team, um, uh, the you know, like the 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 lead. Oh my God, what is the name of the word? Uh, the the person that's in charge of the team 
Um, Ricky Bobby, coach. Christian Horner. Oh, fuck. Uh, he, close. he pretty much said, oh, they shook hands, everything's fine. And it's like, fuck no, you, everything's not that's fine. That's diplomatic. Homer. That's and like, diplomatic. All of Mexico is like up in arms, of course, because Checo Perez uh, last year did a lot so that Max Verstappen could win. Where's Max from? Uh, Hong- Hungary, I want to say. Hong Kong, I was going to say. Hungry? Was that where my leash came? Hmm, but yeah. Max Verstappen. So I better not see you around Chula Vista, Max. <laughs> You'll get the Yahweh of the week, Max. Yeah, oh, um, so man. yeah, so my, my chale is uh, fuck Max Verstappen right now. So, so that's awesome. That's a, I have a lot of I have a lot of fucks He's a list today, yeah? though. I know You know what? Let, let's go ahead and give you into your Yahweh then. Go ahead and transcend <laughs> right into your fuck. By all means. If you got uh, if you got fucks to give right now, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I uh, for anybody that's on the Discord, um, and <laughs> and if you want to be part of the Discord, simply sign up and be part of the Emo Brown Social Club membership. Link available in our Patreon. Everywhere things are linked. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what Discord is, Discord is kind of like our instant messaging app. Uh, we 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 can talk to each other. Everybody that's on the essentially that uh, is a, a podcast member. So, Laser Latino apparently not me. Not me. It's not you. No, it's not. Did you think it was me? I 100% thought it was you. You thought it was Laser Latino? 100% Listen, thought it I was, was you. I was 17 years old or 18 years old when I was given the nickname Laser Latino. That strapping young man. Yeah. Is not Laser Latino. Well, I didn't know that. I thought it was kind of like a funny account that you created just mm. to be able to post like random shit. Um, I wholeheartedly thought it was you until I realized it wasn't mm. you. And the reason I realized that is because, um, as you guys know, we posted the giveaway for the San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. And I was awoken to three text messages uh, from the head of uh, the San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival, uh, pretty much going... Why is the head of your podcast posting wrong in all caps to every comment, including people talking about how they're single moms and why they deserve their tickets and why they're, you know, like why they never get a day off? And Laser, Latino. So Laser Latino's an asshole. Laser Latino's a fucking dick. Um, so I realized oh, that really shit. fucking not, Okay, not that guy. Not that. No. That guy is a dick in his own respect. Yeah. But not in this situation. Yeah. And like, so I was like so confused and I was like, what the fuck? So I text Shams and Shams is like, I hope you fucking told her it's not me. And I was like, wait, what? And so then it all. And mind you, this is the morning that me and Eric Casas are heading down to Mexico. Uh-huh. So I have like to get ready. There's like all this shit going on. And meanwhile, I'm getting a message from the essentially like the president of the of, of was that the young of, lady I met yes oh and, and she still met me even after that yes okay, but so I clarified okay, for her perfect Ooh. but I just think it's like so unfortunate and so here's the thing for me right like hey bro I was scared I, what if you had that on your name tag oh my god I am <laughs> not <Lisa. laughs> um here's the thing for me right like I work really hard um I I think I should explain that these festivals do not pay me. I work hours and hours. I worked three whole days in order to make what I was going to serve. I had to work a, um, a morning, like a morning TV show, so that I could get these tickets for you guys. Um, this isn't free, you know. Um, I understand that it seems like it's just free, and oh, I'm just Chef Claudia, and I get perks, and that's great. Um, but to be able to get these tickets, these are people that trust me um, and that trust my brand. And when somebody goes after my work. Like that's full stop. Fuck you. Mm. And I'm not. And I'm not trying. Like I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be vile. I I just wholeheartedly mean. When you fuck with my bag, you are fucked with me. Like it is just 
because I work really fucking hard, as you guys all know. I'm a fucking single mom. I'm trying to do good stuff for for our crew, our friends, everybody that listens to this podcast. This is all for you guys. I don't get paid to come here on a Monday. I don't get paid to do any of this. And um, I'm just doing this because I I love you guys. I've found community here. I found really good good friendships. I miss you guys when I don't see you. Wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to put the person on blast uh, because I'll I don't, do it. Okay. No. <laughs> um, I'm not going to put the person on blast, but the person did apologize, and it was definitely a very heartfelt, um, very, um, very honest apology. And and he went on the Discord and and acknowledged that he was the one, and definitely felt very um, apologetic. And I I wholeheartedly believe that this person didn't do it with malintent. I really don't think that they did it with malintent. However, at the end of the day, you still fucking put me in a really awkward mm. situation with somebody that I've had a long-standing four-year relationship with. Um, and that's just, that's not cool, period. So uh, guys, like I know sometimes we all have fun. Oh, we all sure. joke around. Always. We all fuck around. Always. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you guys too sometimes, you know, but Taking it too far is a real fucking problem, mm. and and this is those types of things. So whenever we're doing stuff with outside organizations, I'll just ask you to remember that you, as a Patreon member, as an Emo Brown member, when you're repping us out there, you're repping us all there's out there. All, there's eyes in Chula Vista. Yeah. There's eyes on anything that we're doing. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's related to you and your ventures, yeah. the bars, the breweries, anything associated with us. And you're rocking Emo Brown should just know there's eyes on you. Yeah. Do you want to find out who this person was? By all means, there's a link in the bio where you can sign up and become a member. And you, <laughs> yeah. you can get all the information there. On the expert transitions. I like that. that was oh, nice. Give me yours, bro. Yours better be as good as Chef's, man. Because mine I, is not. Mine always... It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! I love when white people toot their own horn. Toot. Oh, I'm not toot. I'm not tooting shit. I am deflating my own horn. Uh, my title for my Yahweh was I'm Ron Burgundy, and I think you know where this is going. Um, I'm in charge of reading the questions from the Discord and uh, giving everybody, you know, just a little bit of a, a shine at the end of the episode. <laughs> Did you say Discord? I think he said it okay, on purpose. Cool. Uh, <laughs> when we have a guest, you know, you should be asking questions geared towards them. Uh, but I could tell we had some questions last week geared towards Steve and Caesar and I. So I still continue to read them. And I made the rookie mistake of just reading some outlandish shit in oh front no. of our guest. And it oh, wasn't man. like, oh, no. I hope. I was embarrassed sorry, when you asked these questions. Oh, no. me, baby, I am sorry if you're listening. I am sorry. I hope you don't think that these were directed at you. I was never trying to make you uncomfortable. If anything, I was trying to make Steve uncomfortable. And you know it, I don't worked, fucking, it was uncomfortable. You made me super uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just looking at it. I was like, bro, you're going to ask that question right now? I was like, fuck, I guess I'll answer it. I mean, Jesus. I, did, I screened them. You know I screened them because yeah. I saw you before. I was like, I'm not going to read this one. You're like, no, nah, don't read that one. So it's like, that's just the level of questions we had to work with. Andrea, do not worry. I've <laughs> been better this week. I will not catch you in a weird spot. I'm sorry. He's been be threatened baby, that sorry. he will be annexed from us if he doesn't show up the, with the right things. Oh, my God. BJ Jasbera. <laughs> to think I went to celebrate you over the weekend. Hey, at least I'm a big enough man to know when I fucked up. And I fucked up. Everyone had to but tell also, you. But also, like, <laughs> why are we asking stupid questions? Yeah, let's not like, ask. Like, come on. Like, yeah. ask serious that questions. Was, I don't blame the Discord. That's what it is. It's all, yeah, it's, it's it's all fucking around. Yeah. It was about asking yeah. stupid questions when we didn't have guests. And now we have guests, guys. Come on. Class it up a little bit. Well, fucking put on some glasses when you're reading this shit. And Whoa. don't make a fake account and fuck up my bag because I'll kill you. Okay. What is the bag? A bag. money bag. Like I want the big yeah, dollar like sign the, on it. What makes you money? You know? Oh, I don't have a bag. Secure the yeah, bag. Yeah, you do. I have four of them. Secure the bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My Yahweh, is, my Yahweh is a little crazy, and then we'll get into the break. My Yahweh 
Did you know that there was fucking uproar over Dave Chappelle going and hosting Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah. I had everything. no fucking clue that was a thing until I saw it, and it was totally a thing. Oh, yeah. So apparently screenwriters for, uh, for or not screenwriters, but actual writers for writers. SNL, they were up in arms talking about quitting. I was like, good. I don't think I've seen a Saturday Night Live show in years. And maybe they need, like, some new blood on there. <laughs> you know, maybe some real comedians on there talking shit. Maybe Dave Chappelle. Bro, Dave Chappelle killed it. But again, as is America, as is everything that we do, as is all the things that happen now, people were out there trying to cancel him again. Talking about how oh, he's always coming up and defending Kanye West. And I get it, man. Kanye's on his own. He's on his own island. And, and Pinchy Dave Chappelle went on, and he kind of said, hey, let me first tell you that I stand with my Jewish brothers. All right, good. So I was like, he did his thing. He crossed all the I's, or dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, made it happen. But when the fuck did comedy require an explanation? Like, when, mm. since when did comedy have to come with, like, hey, guys, you're going to hear some outlandish shit? My top three comedians of all time are Polo Polo, Dave Chappelle, and George Carlin. And, oh, Anthony, sure. and Anthony Jeselnik is, you know, creeping up the butt, just yeah. just waiting to pounce, you know? George Carlin is gone now. Yeah. And I haven't gotten confirmation. Is Polo Polo dead, or is he still out there fucking touring? This is for my Mexican know. people. I no, you don't know? I don't know. I got to find that out, because I'd love to go watch him before I die. I grew up on that shit when I was, like, eight years old. I'd had little bootleg tapes from, like, uh... Uh, post-church little markets, bro. That's what I learned in church. How to get Chalo, <laughs> Chalino Sanchez cassettes, Tucanes cassettes, and Polo Polo, like, nasty-ass comedic performances, They sold that bro. at church. Yeah, post-church. We got, we got a thumbs up on Polo Polo being alive? He's good. <laughs> Go a step further. Find out if that fucker's on tour anywhere. 70, 78 years old, yeah. And buy us those tickets. Because in December, wifey, she got us tickets to Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock here in San Diego. So we're gonna, I'm going to fucking go watch him. And we just watched him like three months ago at the Holiday Bowl. And then I invited you fuckers to go watch Anthony Jeselnik with me December 6th. Whoever's up for a nice little Hollywood trip. UPS, I know it's mandatory. Everybody's got to be there for peak season, but hey... <laughs> Sick. Oh well. <laughs> so yeah, man. Comedy's comedy. Let's we gotta fucking know how to distinguish it. And then it's like, I'm afraid sometimes that what the shit that we say on here will get canceled, especially when you're on the mic, bro. When you're on the fucking mic, Barry, you got some outlandish things it's that come out. Content, bro. <laughs> you guys think this is serious? Then uh, meet me in real life. I'm a lot quieter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, and everything for me goes back to being a dad. Like, what's going to happen when my kids are of age? Like, they got to... Everything... The world is completely going to be reshaped and different by the time they're of age to do anything fun. You know? Fuck. Crazy where we live in. Are Yahweh's were outlandish today. They were. All right. You know what? I'm still team Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Chappelle, bro. That fucker's hilarious. You know? But... Yeah. Yin, yang. Let's take a break. And when we come back... No, you don't like Dave Chappelle? Oh, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut on this. Oh one. fuck, I love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, God, I think it was a hilarious. I think it was hilarious, but I think there were definitely some things that were very like apologetic and like very like 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 very under the mm. you know like very like oh yeah it's, I'm I'm low key still kind of supporting what Kanye was saying and it was just like what the fuck are you saying, bro? Like why why is that necessary? Can we separate the art from the artist? Is that something that can be done moving forward? Do you still listen to Michael Jackson songs? No. Ever? You're no, done. I'm You'll done. never listen to Michael Jackson song again. No. Like I've never gone back to Hobby Lobby after they were I found out they were Hobby Lobby. They're anti-LGBTQ. What about In-N-Out Same thing Burgers? for Dave Chappelle. Like I I have two sisters that are both gay. Like I'm not going to support like I don't go to Chick-fil-A. Mm. I don't support things that 
are against the things that are very important to me. My sisters are very important to me. My brother and both of my sisters. I'm the one, I'm the only one out of four siblings that is not LGBT as part of the you know not part of the LGBTQ community. And so, so even in a comedic performance, I don't think even it's funny. If it's, no, I mean I think it's funny if you're you're making fun of like um, you know certain aspects or whatever, and it's and it's like in a storyline. Okay, fine, that's fine. Like we all can joke around, but. The, He's taken things a little far. I just think it's weird because that's what comedy is. You know, comedy <laughs> is, you know, exposing stereotypes and just kind of like, yo, you know, haha, this is funny. So if we laugh at something a comedian says, but that comedian also says something that triggers us, it's a fucking web. It's a crazy web. You know, I like mm-hmm. the, I mm-hmm. like Dave Chappelle. I'll continue to go watching his shows. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing that's scary. Yeah. A lot of people at home in the privacy of their own home yeah. probably buzz jokes like that. And he brought that shit up to her. He's like, you know what? I'm just saying what people think at home. I'm just saying what people like talk to amongst themselves with friends. And there's some truth to that. There's some validity to that. But yeah, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To each their own. Very, just very keeping quiet over there. You're a big Jerry Seinfeld fan, aren't you? uh, Huge. I don't know. I think as far as like separating the artist from the art, kind of have to in a lot of situations because everybody's done some shit. Obviously not on that like Michael Jackson level, but like. Um, who else is mañoso shit that got canceled that we still listen to or we still follow? Kevin Spacey did some fans. he did some bad shit, right? <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, he was just exonerated, guys. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Kevin Spacey. I'm, I'm gonna watch. Uh, Kevin canceled. Spacey. Ex- Laser Latino's <laughs> been canceled. <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey exonerated, so I can watch Usual Suspects again. You can. And American Pie. Yeah. No. What House was he? Cards. House of Cards. No, the other one. Oh, well, okay, whatever. Right. American Beauty. American. Okay. No. Whatever. I'll watch Kevin Spacey movies. I'll watch those Kevin Spacey movies. He's back. Fuck. So me, I could get canceled for liking Dave Chappelle? Mm. No, I don't think that that's the case. I think there's, like I said, I think I, I think I, it was actually a really good skit, except for like two, I mean, and you saw the mm-hmm. awkwardness. Nobody fucking clapped when he said like the shit that was like, what the fuck? Um, so, I mean, I, I just think it's like one of those things where it's like, you can, like you, you're a fan and you accept him for who he is. That's cool. Um, but not everybody has to extrapolate, like the same things. Extrapolate the good from what you like. And leave the bad alone, you know? The alphabet has a lot of cool letters, but it's got some nasty letters that I want to fuck with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not the same connection? <laughs> Let's take a fucking break, <laughs> and we'll come back with Andrea. Pew! I'm Andrea, one of the hosts of the Voice of San Diego podcast. Every week, I get together with the other editors at Voice and explain the news that matters in San Diego. Elections, politics, law enforcement, big investigations. And some fun stuff. The great palm tree debate, ranked choice voting, bike lane mania. It's great journalism and a lot of fun. Every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's Voice of San Diego. Well, well, well. If we don't have the actual voice and the person here in front of us today, we're pretty famous here at Emo Brown Media. Emo Brown Empire, Emo Brown Productions, all of the Emo Brown things. Dave Chappelle. Um... Damn, I'm fucking in it all the way. Managing editor of Voice of San Diego, president of the NAHJ, National Association of Hispanic Journalists, and an all-around champion at life. Just off your shoulder, girl. An, all, an Aztec for life. Yes! All of these things. Mm-hmm. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, hoy tenemos aquí Miss Andrea Lopez Villafaña. OMG, nice. Hello. We've been chasing you to get in here for a minute. You are a busy person. Yeah. It just took, like, texting, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm really bad at texting. You opened these dates. I was like, yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Hello, I was on this podcast once when you called me. 
We've done that. We, we've we've caught we've caught people off guard where like, sometimes yeah. you know let's see if they answer and you fucking answered. I was I like, there's, there's no way Andrea's gonna answer and you answered and I was like, all right, cool. You awesome. never know who's calling you. you yeah, that, that's true. It's just little old us. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, managing editor, at Voice of San Diego. Uh, what does that mean? What that means? Yeah. yeah. So basically, I handle the daily news side of our organization. So I handled the morning report, which is our daily newsletter. I set that up. You're the um, one. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that newsletter, by I the way. I work on those headlines for hours. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Um, but yeah, I just work with reporters. I have a team of reporters who um, report to me and they you know, have their daily stories or their weekly stories. And it's just a lot of planning and organizing, working collaboration with the investigative uh, managing editor and just a lot of um, juggling. <laughs> it's like, what's going to happen for the day? What are the stories we're going to do? Dang. That is a lot of work. That is a it lot is. of work. How do you become managing editor? What are the prerequisites to get to that level? I feel like that's like I'll the final you. boss. She's all, um, that's like some final boss shit right she's there. All, she's all, uh, grow up being a boss. Has mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Are you from San Diego? <laughs> no. I'm from Riverside. Well, originally I was born Jenny in Jenny 69. Yeah. All right. She's my girl. <laughs> also home of Jenny 69. <laughs> Guadalajara. Most famous people from Riverside. Mm. Me and Jenny 69. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Just kidding. Uh, no, I was born in Guadalajara. Uh, my parents brought me when I was little, like four years old, and uh, grew up in like Long Beach for a bit, then Santana. And then Riverside. Nice. nice. Yeah. Then I not came here for San school. Diego. So not San Diego, but I've been here for... Further proof that people can't wait to leave not San Diego to come into San Diego. <laughs> come San Diego. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are you from? Not San Diego. Where are you from now? San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So came here for school and I just never left. I didn't want to go back to Riverside, which... When did Nobody you... blames you. Nobody. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> when did you figure out this is what you wanted to do in life? Um, Be a storyteller. So I was very little. I always loved writing. And uh, when I used to live in Long Beach, we, did, we didn't live like in a nice area. Um, and there was always like police downstairs. We lived in an upstairs apartment. And I had this little diary where I would like write reports of what happened really? like outside my window. So That's my mom actually, wow. I don't know where the diary is, but my mom saved this specific page because she thought it was the funniest thing. Like I wrote how... Uh, two men were running outside and then the police showed up and a very handsome officer like grabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> I love she that. thought it was so funny. But I was so little. Um, gosh, I must have been like eight or nine. Hell wow. yeah. I was little. So I just, to be. Yeah, I was always a chismosa. I just like loved looking into people's shit and I just... <laughs> Boy, did we find <laughs> a place for you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You've come to the right spot of your little chismosa. That's awesome. People made fun of me for doing that when I was little and I'm happy they highlighted you for doing it. I used to like... Turn the volume down and talk, uh, just commentate on the Padre games uh-huh. and like keep score on them, like create my own little scorecard. Nerd shit. Yeah. That's where it led me here. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're there, uh-huh. that's. Voice of San Diego is everything. Yeah. Voice of San Diego is at the pinnacle of everything. Like, I don't know what we're doing here, but I know at the end of the tunnel is like, do something like Voice of San Diego. Mm-hmm. You're there. Thank you. Yeah. How long did it take you to get there? Well, let me tell you how I got Oof. here, because that's the funniest thing. You asked me what it takes to get where I am today. Um, it takes getting a parking ticket. Wait, what? Let's go. Hey, I'm on the right let path. Me, let me tell you. <laughs> parking, not uh, parking nude ticket. violation, sir. <laughs> that's bonus. No, okay, yes. So um, I started my career at La Prensa San Diego. Uh, nice. One year there, I worked a lot on community news. That's where I developed a passion for just like... 
I hate politicians, sorry. Um, I just do. And I just love people in the community. And that's where I got that spirit of reporting. And just like, I wanted to know what people in the community were curious about, what they wanted to know, what they were having issues with. So I started there, went to City B Alt Weekly, did lots of like arts and culture and news You hit stories. them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, bam, bam, bam. And then I went to San Diego Union Tribune. I was a community reporter there. So also did very like neighborhood people focused stories mm-hmm. uh, for two years. And then Scott brought me on. So the thing with the parking ticket is really funny. This He told me this is the reason why he wanted to hire me. So I lived in Barrio Logan. And um, one day I came out to my car and I had a parking ticket. And it said I had parked in a red zone. And I was like, what the fuck? No, I didn't. And I looked and they had painted the side. <laughs> Like the the sidewalk red. They painted it red after I was parked there. Stop. And I was like, oh no. Like I, I I'm not usually like putting my business out on Twitter. Usually I stick to like journalism. But I was so mad. I was like, they gave me a ticket and they painted it while I was parked here. And I knew this because on the side of the concrete, it wasn't painted because my tire was blocking them. <laughs> Stop it. So I was like, no. We'll no. finish this after we give her a oh, ticket. No. Yeah. So then I was like, oh no. So I, I got my phone and I recorded it and I was telling the story the way I just said it, right? Yeah. I was like storytelling, getting in like different shots. And I just uploaded the video on, on Twitter and I was like, WTF, the city of San Diego, like at them on Twitter. Um and Scott like tweeted me and I and I was getting like a bunch of tweets from people like, oh no, fight them on this. And then the city of San Diego ended up messaging me on Twitter. Like, okay, can you send us a picture? You got of your the city ticket? to respond to you? Yeah, they Damn. were gonna fact yeah. they were gonna fact check if the painting happened after the time of my ticket or something. And I was like, you don't need to fact check. My tire literally had red paint on it. Like they painted nice. my tire. I've got receipts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I took a picture and I remember Andy from um, the other managing editor at Voice of San Diego tweeted at me. And I took a picture of my tire where you could see the red paint. And he was like, the smoking gun. Mr. And I was Keats. like, oh, Mr. My God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Andy Keats tweeted at me. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, same, same. I feel awesome when they tweet at me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all tagging on Randall. Like, oh. Yeah, so Scott, um, Scott, a, a couple of months after that, he invited me uh, for coffee. And he had a great vision for Voice of San Diego. And they were going through a lot of changes and he wanted to split up the role. And um, yeah, he he said that that tweet really showed him my storytelling abilities. I love so. that. Sometimes that's all <laughs> that's it takes. Yeah. Further proof: people are out there watching. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are out there reading, observing. So at any opportunity, there there's an opportunity being created. Totally. You know? totally. That's a, those are the double edged swords of social media, though. I yeah. Know. So, yeah. So, it for, be good or bad. so for every good thing there is, oh man, there is a shit ton of negative stuff that could happen, man. Yeah. And now people know you don't take your kids to Disneyland. I, and I'm, I won't do it. I'm not doing it. He's been saying that for years. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, it's a big just like people like going to Disneyland without kids. Believe me, there's a lot of parents I know that go to Disneyland and don't take their kids. Have we taken them? Yes. Did we take them on a Disney cruise? Yes. Another thing I probably won't do again is take these kids on a cruise until they're older. Mm. Oh man, no manches. But yes, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do as president of the organization at? Uh, I forgot the time. National <laughs> NAHJ. It's National Association of Hispanic Journalists. 
So in San Diego, there's different kinds of journalism organizations. There's SPJ, Society of Professional Journalists, uh, AAJA, Asian American Journalists, and NABJ, Black American Journalists. Um, and we all work on our different causes, but mainly our goal is to increase the diversity of news. Um, for us locally, though, it's more to provide support to other Latino journalists. Nice. Um, to, you know, whether they're up, upcoming journalists or already journalists, they're having issues at work, or um, they want to, you know, get into a different field. Maybe they're TV and they want to get into print, or maybe they're print and they want to get into TV. It's a lot of like providing networking opportunities for people to get to know each other. And that's actually how I met my first boss for La Prensa, I went to an NHJ event. I met him, I got his card, and I just emailed him nonstop until he gave me a job. There it is. Persistency. So we provide a lot of those opportunities for people to network and just, you know, like de-stress. I mean, when we were covering the pandemic and then George Floyd and everything that followed after that, it was overwhelming. And it's, as a journalist, we don't, you know, we don't often talk about like PTSD or mental health, like, because it feels like we're not directly, um, you know, impacted by something, but we're covering these really hard stories of people dying every yeah. day. You know, you're writing you stories guys are like line. how many deaths happened mm-hmm. in the day. Like those are actual people that you're talking about. Then when you interview their family members. So NHJ, we just try to provide those opportunities for members to, you know, talk about talk about that heavy shit. During yeah. that time of, of the onset of the pandemic and right when the George Floyd uh, situation occurred, we started getting um, a lot more attention on Third Avenue because it was word of, you know, potential riots mm-hmm. and, and marches. Mm-hmm. And I got an opportunity to really meet and, and, and develop like a, a relationship with some of the local uh, news anchor people that would come to the brewery and, and they would be like, oh, my God. Like I'm on the front line of people just braiding me. And, and, and mm-hmm. it's at the time right now where journalists don't get a lot of respect and people feel like there's no need to respect journalists because they've been told that it's fake news. They've mm-hmm. been told that they're, you know, you guys are puppets and you guys are just spreading misinformation. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the people that I spoke to, they were like, they, mental health was on the forefront of everything yeah. they did. They're like, you know, I can't, I need to take a time out. Yeah. I need yeah. to take a break. And I said, yo, like, have a beer, relax, you know? <laughs> you know, because it would ask us, what are you guys doing with the pandemic? And ours was because, yeah. like, a completely different story. Uh-huh. But along, like, the, the, the process, like, dude, like, this is what's going on. And I, I don't like being a journalist right now. Yeah. I, I really want to step away from it. Yeah. J how is the demographic of Latinos and Hispanics in that industry right now? Are there a lot of us? Are we well represented in journalism right now or not? Not really. Not well represented, especially when you look at some more local communities where you should, right? When you look at the county demographics compared to the newsroom demographics. San Diego County still has predominantly uh, white white newsrooms. Um, not just in like the reporters, but I also pay a lot of attention to management. Yeah. Um, because as a reporter, you have um, you know certain things you can do, certain stories you can pursue, stories you look at. Uh, you have control over the sources yeah, that you speak to, so that matters, right? Like as a reporter, you know, if if you're constantly speaking, if you're writing about COVID and you're constantly speaking to white doctors. Um, you know, you're, you're not really increasing diversity, right? You've got to go out there and make sure you have diverse sources. But as a manager, you have more abilities to, to shape uh, 
to shape a newsroom and to shape the direction that reporters go in, that, you know, to catch things that are really stupid mistakes that people make. Right. Um, and there's not a lot of diversity in management. That's, that's funny and, and sad at the same time. I've had conversations with many, including my sister, on careers that they wanted to create within the journalistic world. You know, my sister, once upon a time, I don't know if she had actually had the position or was interning at a local news uh, outlet, and she said she couldn't hang. She's like, no, mm-hmm. just the, the, it's sexist, it's misogynist, it's crazy here. There's just a, too many white people, and I think you know what station. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I can't be here anymore. So yeah, she quit. In yeah. addition to me, like. Lately, I've been getting uh, like uh, opportunities to talk to like members of KPBS or whatever Telemundo, and I get to meet them. When they sent Telemundo, obviously, it's you know, it's not a white person, yeah. you know, it's somebody that looks like one of us. And I ask them because I'm nosy as fuck. Like, hey, so how is it for you working in this industry? Only because my sister kind of peeled back the curtain on me and said, "This is what goes on." I was like, "How is it?" She's like, "It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I, I don't like it, but it's a living. It's what I want to do. Hopefully, in the future, it changes. But right now, it's it's horrible." And I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So this is all fresh. This is all new. This is all current. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had I had someone come to our chapter who was having issues with a news director. Mm. Uh, I won't say who, but um, he was having issues with her because she was pronouncing people's names in Spanish. Mm. Um, and oh, you the, mean the correct way? The mm. correct Got way. Got it. Esteban. Uh, Steve. Right. So she would interview somebody and she would say, you know, their name or, you yeah. know. Claudia Sandoval. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She would get in trouble, and um, wow, that's crazy. That's like now, like that's like today. Well, remember Mr. B Baby last week telling us how her school here in Chula Vista would get them in trouble, give them detention if they spoke in Spanish in Chula Vista. Wow, Jesus Christ, man! And that she's probably in our age range. Yeah, so that's in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but for journalists, it's a really um, interesting and like scary time right now in our industry. Um, one, you're coming from from this place where we were covering COVID, so lots of deaths. Then you were covering uh, George Floyd protests and you and then counter protests. And so you had this violence on both sides because um, the the people who were, you know, saying all lives matter, they hate journalists because we're fake news. Uh, but then even from the activist side, they, you know, obviously there's been a lot of injustices from the journalism side for not portraying uh, protests correctly for yeah. not pushing police harder um, for basically like writing about police the way that police want you to write about them so there's a lot of mistrust on that side so you also were getting yelled at from you know you're getting yelled at from both sides and then um, you know pandemic people working from home whatever like a lot of journalists and and this has continued to be the case but like I think I'm seeing it more so where I'm seeing a lot of especially young reporters leaving journalism to be in communications so like when you think about how many people work in communications, it's insane. Like these are like PR people working for the city, uh, working for the county, working for companies. Uh, we're losing a lot of journalists to that, and also because it's you don't earn, a, you don't get rich. No, <laughs> being a no, journalist, it's not well paid. <laughs> so how do we retain these talents from dipping? I think uh, creating spaces. Um, with more diverse newsrooms, diverse leaders, I think, to create that space where you feel welcome, you feel understood. If you're somewhere where you're constantly getting in trouble for pronouncing a name that just feels natural to you to pronounce, then you're not going to want to stay. They're going to go work somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so I think creating a space where people feel welcomed, people feel supported, um, you know, and hopefully maybe getting more money. <laughs> yeah. How do we create a Voice of San Diego style like that, but in the South Bay? 
I know you guys do a really good job of highlighting things mm -hmm. that go down in South San Diego, but we could always use a little bit more attention. There could always be a little bit more sun shed on, on the shadowy parts of the South Bay. Yeah. Is that something that, that's in the works or has that been kicked around or talked about often? Yeah, we've talked about it. We would love to create a, a South Bay position to have a South Bay reporter. Um, and it just takes money. So yeah. You heard it here more first. More donations. <laughs> let's get let's get these South Bay talented people to submit some resumes up to Andrea real quick. <laughs> so wait, you said donations is Voice of San Diego solely funded from donations. Yeah. So and we're we're a nonprofit newsroom. Um, most of our funding comes from donors. So people who donate, you know, anywhere from a lot of money to uh, thirty five dollars a year. Nice. Um, so it's it's amazing to work. I've always worked for you know larger companies or even smaller companies, but they're like for profit mm -hmm. and. Being in the nonprofit newsroom world, it just feels like your work is so validated. Like people are so? donating yeah. because they believe sure. in the journalism that you do. I'm paying yeah. for this service yeah. because you guys are doing it the right way. Yeah. You're not protecting anybody. Mm -hmm. You're not going to like, like just, no, no, no. This is par for the course. Yeah. This is just, a, no, Al Chile, you guys are going to present it. Yeah. This is, I got a ticket because... They painted the sidewalk red while I was there. You know, and, yeah. they, and I, that's what I like. That's that's yeah. the kind of journalism I do enjoy. Yeah. Like the Young Turks is something I started watching a few years ago. And it, and it kind of led me into the Voice of San Diego world. I was like, I need something like that, but a little bit more local. Mm -hmm. And you guys, the way you do the newsletter and just kind of, you transcribe it in a way that's easy for us to digest. Mm -hmm. Us, meaning my wife and myself or whoever I'm reading it with. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, you take the news headlines and you say, let's put it through this filter. This is why it's important. This is how it affects you. This is why you should care. Yeah. I'm like, boom, perfect, yeah. sold. Take my money. Scott says, he always says things, <laughs> but he says that we say what people are kind of saying, but not really saying, you know, like we just, we just, we just. You like, don't skirt around the issue. Yeah, for like, sure. These guys are Voice of San Diego has some really big ovaries, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I always say that. I'm like, Voice of San Diego will cut you at the knees. Mm -hmm. Like, be careful, you know? Um, and I love that because I think one of the things that, and even with this election, I feel like we've seen that people really want kind of, they're more middle of the road than people think, mm -hmm. even though right now everybody keeps saying, oh, we're very polarized. The the actual truth is that we're not polarized. And that's just um, kind of like this suggestion that the me like mainstream media has kind of been pushing, I feel like. Mm -hmm. We are actually not that different. Um, we're a lot more middle of the road. And that's, I think, what's kind of showing up right now. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that you guys represent that because there are things you're not you, you're not Democratic, you're not Republican, you're like very middle of the road, and you're like we're just presenting the facts. Here's what they said. Here's what they didn't do. Here's what they did do. And that is that is like ethical journalism, and yeah. that's what I love about it. You know, yeah. and holding people to account. You yes, know? use investigative stories. I mean, it's just badass. I, I love where it really yeah. is. You guys, it are, really you is. guys are killing it. Thank you for your service. Well, as it relates to this local election, local being here in Chula Vista, I've learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. I know. We, we spoke before the primary. Yeah, before the primaries. Yeah. I feel that Mexicans since I was young, Mexican-Americans since I was really, really young, have always been pigeon-held into a demographic. And mm -hmm. this is how you're going to vote. This is how you're expected to vote. And this is what's going to happen. Mm. 
Nothing could be further from the truth growing up and just watching what people assume we're going to do as a community, as a demographic, than actually seeing the results. Yeah. You know, it turns out my peoples were very conservative in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And I say we because there is definitely a generational gap. My parents think uh, not vastly different than myself, but if you talk to grandparents, they're very different oh, yeah. than what my parents are and what I am. Yeah. My parents and myself pretty much are like 85% in tune. Yeah. And even sometimes I'll be like, damn, Kefita, what the fuck? Really? I was like, all right, do your own, do your thing. Thing, but then you see the results of a community who's comprised of a majority of this demographic and then to vote and the results come in the way they have, it kind of boggles my mind. But in a sense, I'm like, well, it's been like that all the time. Yeah. How does John McCann take the lead in the mayoral election for Chula Vista? How does that happen? I think that John being the person who he is, where he is everywhere, I've I've spoken to people who are like, he comes to things that are not even in his district. Like he's just there. I think that matters to a lot of people, having someone who's there. And I think that Amar coming from somewhere where he wasn't in Chula Vista before, you know, yes, he, you know, he mentions throughout his campaign that uh, he went to school here or whatever. He mentions his roots here. He showed us his diploma. (laughs) (laughs) But where was he, right? I think that him shooting for mayor just left people with a lot of questions like, okay, like you have all these plans, but like, what do you even know about Chula Vista? Like, yep. why do you care about Chula Vista? You, you know, for a couple of years, you're trying to run in East County. You're trying to portray, portray yourself as an East County East guy. County person, yeah. And now you're, a East, now you're a Chula Vista guy. Like, what do you have to show for what you've done for our community? And I think that even though him and John are very different people, I think that, that that was significant for individuals who... I spoke with someone who's a Democrat and was like, this was a serious struggle. Like, I wanted to vote, you know, Democrat, but I just have a lot of respect for John being And the work here. he's done in the and community. And the work he's done. And even if people don't like him, he, this person was telling me that um, he's shown up at events that people clearly don't want him there. Like that was a deciding like factor him. in some cases. Yeah. That no, was it. Like, you were there, there and you were not there. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this goes forward because obviously maybe we're speaking out of turn, but it's not over yet. I mean, no, it's not over yet. As Amar says, he's closing the gap every day. <laughs> he, he did. He caught up. He, um, I think on Tuesday he was 10 points behind John and now he might be at like six. Mm. So he is closing the gap, but there's not a lot of ballots left. So we'll see what happens, but it's definitely interesting. I mean, um, now having a, you know, if, if John passes through having a white Republican mayor in Chula Vista is really interesting and it'll have significant effects on just region wide, right? Chula Vista is the second largest city in the County, um, has a pretty big weight on Sandag, the San Diego association, of regional governments. Um, So, you know, you also have a council member, I believe it's District 2, John's district, um, where it's really tight, but the Republicans leading, so... Is it the Preciado... Uh, Steve Steve Stenberg and Preciado. Uh Yeah, 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 those guys are... Well, Stenberg jumped out to a, you know, a pretty hefty lead, but I think Preciado's... He's also been closing... He's been closing that gap. So So that's one to keep an eye on. And you know what? These are things that never interested me at all, like in the slightest, until I had a family, until I became a homeowner here in the community, until I have a business here in the community. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, all of these issues come to the forefront and I'm like... I got to pay attention to this shit. And then everybody comes knocking on our door now as a business owner. Everybody will come knocking on your door. Hey, man, you need to support me. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to. Oh, you're not down. Show that photo. Look at that. (laughs) 
Yes. Oh, wow. you know? uh, I'll, I'll tell you that where that wasn't taken. It wasn't taken on the J Street Marina. <laughs> and you know what, man? And, and, and I got a lot of flag. Why do you support us? Like, you know what? Because he showed up here. He showed up here and, and he shot his shot and he told his story. He's like, I'm on board with that story. You know, I, I like what you, I like the picture you're painting for us. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. We had John McCann on the podcast as well. And I was like, you know what? I agree with some of the things that you're saying mm-hmm. about because his, his background is in economics and mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense the way he's going to speak and, and, and kind of unravel his plan mm-hmm. for our city. I was like, as a small business owner, I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes back to the initiating point. It's like, I like some red things. I like some blue things. But ultimately, I think I'm in the purple region. Yeah. Where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to like extrapolate this. I'm going to extrapolate yeah. that. I'm not as hardcore as my parents are with some of the things. Even I say hardcore. They're not hardcore, you know, but it's still it's like, oh, that, I wouldn't go that way. You know, but I was happy that they allowed their corner, their house to have all of the uh, little signs. Oh, My question is this. Who's going to pick up these fucking signs? They're Who, supposed to. Yeah, are they? They are. Yeah. Mm, we'll see about Don't that. they have like a week or something? <laughs> I think so. Every year I see these signs just kind of like mounting on top of each other. Yeah, I ran a couple campaigns, so I always had to go back and pick them all up. It was so annoying. I always see them left over on like the vacant property. Always. Yes. Like they take That's them from annoying. other ones, but... They See, that's the community are. We are the vacant property, the forgotten property. No, Seattle, Chula Vista, we're strong. We're going to... No. We are not. We are not. It's awesome now because, you know, this podcast has kind of allowed me to get to meet people like you. Scott Lewis, Mr. Keats, Nora Vargas. Like, Nora Vargas came on a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and she was dropping knowledge. Thank you to the chef for making that happen. And she had... Ended up saying that she's a big fan of what we're doing. And that blows my mind because what are we doing? I make fun of, you know, I make fun of BJ on the regular. You know, we, we have a good time, but I feel along those things, there's messages being told and stories are being told like your story. You're creating a community, you know, and having all these guests on, on here is amazing. I mean, the fact that you had like all the candidates on here was Badass. Almost Spencer Cash, Oof. maybe next time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't even reach out. But yeah, McCann was on here, and I was surprised he came on. Here. Sabe, sabe. Yeah, el que sabe sabe. And McCann coming on for me was like, oh shit, yeah, he's yeah. down to come on, and we gave him a fair platform, and everybody was cool, and that's the way it was. It was like, win my vote yeah. at the beginning of this. I went through each one, each interview, being, oh, I could vote for this person. Mm-hmm. I could totally vote for that person. I don't think I can vote for that person, but I can vote for this person. I can. Vote. So pretty much everybody was like on board with it. So. <laughs> McCann wins. I see things I like there. Yeah. You know, I see things on what we can bet. It's funny because our circles are comprised of two big entities that support one drastic. Police department really supports McCann. Hardcore. Throw their weight, money, everything behind them. Fire department supports uh, Amar mm-hmm. and everything he's doing, like, out there. Like, mm-hmm. in the public eye. So I'm always curious, like, how do these people, like... Respond or come back from that, oh, you know. Yeah, After like, the fact, oh. it's like, oh, hey, Mr. <laughs> McCann, uh, Mr. McCann, <laughs> congratulations, you know, welcome to. Uh, I mean, you kind of have to. You have to work with everybody in oh, order to yeah. advance. Because at the end of the day, the the bettering of Chula Vista is what matters the most. You know, the school yeah. districts, the community, everything, the small businesses. So, tip of the cap to that. I think it's all politics, though, and that's why you don't know. like politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I'm with you. No. I'm with you. I can never be a politician. I can talk shit like a politician, but I can never fucking be a politician. Those guys are weenies. Give me some questions, bro. All right. Well, before we get to the ones from the Discord, uh, you said something earlier that uh, I wanted to touch back on. You were talking about the the weight of covering like really heavy s- subjects and stuff kind of affects you in it. How could it not? You know, I was wondering when you go home, like, do you have a way that you can detach from that, or is it something that like 
you're constantly like working on like trying to detach from stuff like because yeah you do cover a lot of heavy stuff what he's trying to say is do you need an emo brown pre-roll emo brown <laughs> pre-roll available right now if you are a member you know little emo brown pre-roll here our gift to you whatever you do with it is up to you you don't have to tell us it's all good but that's a valid fucking barry just Barra. boy did you learn a lesson last week well done valid question barry awesome question um I mean, I think I I do, but I don't. Um, it's it's when you're a journalist. I mean, I think it's a lot of just like talking to other journalists because when you're at home, I don't think your relatives necessarily really understand like why something is affecting you if mm. you didn't directly. Or I guess there's also like that self guilt, right? That I remember when I was at City Beat. Um, this was a story that hit me probably the hardest. Um, I was covering safe parking lots, which are lots where people who are living in their cars can park at night and it's like a certain time that they can park there. And I remember writing about one of them and I went to go speak to a woman who had recently become homeless and um, she literally just lost her job and she wasn't going to have enough money to make rent. She had some money, but she wouldn't have enough to make the full rent. And her landlord said, well, leave Mm. and um, you won't have like an eviction on your record, but I'm not going to give you your deposit. So- she had to leave. What a weenie. She had to leave. She lost her job. Where was this? Um, she was like in uh, Southeast San Diego. Southeast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in Canto. And she she was in her car. And so she had to like move all her stuff in her car. She had two dogs. She had to like give one dog up. And oh um, she had like her little dog in her car. And just like her whole world was shaken. And what really got me was she told me that she used to go to the supermarket all the time and like no problem she'd like walk into the bathroom whatever but now that she was homeless like you know, could visibly tell that she you know like didn't smell good and like she looked a little you know and she said that this time she went to that same supermarket to use the restroom and they kicked her out and they wouldn't let her use the restroom and she just started crying and I remember I went home that day and I felt so heavy you know because yeah. you were like you're coming home you know I'm coming home to my dog and to like my apartment and you know i can use the restroom wherever i want like i you know and it was just it was really heavy and still like it's heavy when i talk about it but um i think just like talking to people who you trust but yeah it's hard sometimes family doesn't really understand so you don't have an on off switch no (laughs) that magical (laughs) oh i'm at work Mm, oh i'm out of work Mm, and i'm not gonna remember this until i come back in the next day no i mean as a journalist you're always working you know you're always looking for stories you're, you want to stay up to date with like what's going on. So on the weekends, I try to shut it off, which is why I didn't know about this Dave Chappelle thing. <laughs> I would just like stay off Twitter and off news, but then I like miss big things. <laughs> How do you approach a thing like Dave Chappelle? You know, because you are a voice of San Diego. People do listen for the voice of San Diego, you know, what their opinions. There's a lot of controversial topics that are kind of arising where they never used to before yeah you know it's just very hard to keep up with what we can watch what we can do what we can say what we can listen to anymore yeah i mean i you know when it comes to those kinds of things i think like like cultural stuff right like we don't really write about those things so it's not really something that we touch up on well done Uh, every so often scott will talk about in it (laughs) here comes oh no there it went oh no bothered and weaving Scott will talk about like the NFL because he's like into sports. Um, but yeah, we don't really, really talk about those kinds of things. It's 
you know, we think about what our members want. They want local news. Don Ramon asks, have you noticed any trends in journalism that make you fearful or happy? We've kind of touched on that. Yeah. There, well, one thing you were talking about TikTok. I recently went to um, a conference and there was a lot of like reporters talking about TikTok and how um, like newsrooms are just not really prepared for TikTok and this new generation of news consumers. Mm -hmm. And it was concerning because so many people are just getting their news from Instagram Reels. Isn't that crazy? That's a real thing. And they're really, yeah, it's like real. And when you're thinking of news consumers for like your future and for the future of your organization, you have to touch those people. So there was someone talking, do you follow the Washington Post on TikTok? No. On Twitter, not on TikTok. They're so good on TikTok. Like they're so funny, but provide like really clear information. And um, the guy was there and he was saying like, it's really hard to sell to the higher ups because it doesn't make any money. Like it doesn't translate to subscriptions, but it does create brand awareness. And yeah. so you want you want and trust. And so you want those young people to um, trust your organization and recognize your organization because they're not, their parents aren't getting the paper delivered. No. You know, like that's not a thing. Information is given to you in many yeah. different forms now. And whether, they have like short attention spans. Yeah. And you better make it quick and you better make <laughs> better it make engaging. It yeah. You yeah. better be engaging in the first 10 seconds or else gone. You yeah. know, I'm on the older side, but I still relate to that. You yeah. know, I get my news from, from podcasts, you know, yeah. like from the daily or up first or, or whatever, you know, or an, Online, on reels, you know, I listen to, I watch a lot of reels from journalists and just news organizations where the ones that say no bullshit, just the real shit. And I'm like, all right, I watch all of those things just to (laughs) kind of see what's going on. And it's funny Mm because there's just too much out there. But that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. Don Ramon also asks, Mm -hmm. who is this fucking Don Ramon? (laughs) The Don. Have you ever faced difficulties as a woman in a field that tends to be male dominated? We touched on that. Yeah. Let's see. The best candidate, unless you want to go into it further. I mean, it's just a, it's just a thing. Like mm. people talk down to you, uh, even sources. So sources as well. Just, oh, oh mm. yeah, but it's also a really great benefit. I think too. Like I also, I also think people still think I'm in high school, um, or I'd like to think that. How dare you? You uh, look young. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone to you know interview candidates. I interviewed all the Chula Vista uh, mayoral, mayoral candidates, and I think sometimes it gives me. You know, it's like a cool edge to have because people don't think that you are very smart <laughs> just because you look young or Silly you're a woman or Latina um, or, you know, they might say things that they wouldn't say if you were like this older white man. And so you tend to get some of the juicier quotes. Good. Uh, or juicier let's, let's take those negatives and make them positive. Yeah. Let's flip the script on them. <laughs> The best candidate was vital in this election. Dems lost the mayor and D2 in Chula Vista. How can they recover? I'm assuming they is us. How can we recover, Chef? Oh, you're not from Chula Vista. They is us and us is How me. can I recover? How can you recover? That's a question for you guys. <clears throat> we um, bridge the gap. We learn to work with people who are in control and make sure that, you know, they still recognize that they work for us. And mm-hmm. in turn, we got to let them know what it is we need from them. Yeah. I think the best way you can recover is get involved. And I know that's a big ask because I could never picture my mom who was a waitress working 12-hour shifts going to a city council meeting. It's ridiculous. She would just never do that. Um, But if you can, get involved in some way or another, you know, read read news and, and figure out what they're doing and if they're holding to their promises that they're made throughout the campaign. And um, yeah, hold, hold them accountable. Show up if you can. If you can't, maybe send somebody. <laughs> yeah. Modest Cords asks, 
a homeless shelter question in Chula Vista. Mm. How come there aren't any homeless shelters in Chula Vista with that being with that being so familiar? Again, probably a question not suited for any of us here. But have there any been any stories or any uncoverings or any poking around with the homeless situation, the unsheltered situation in the South Bay? Uh, not too much. The only thing I know was there was like an issue with a with a shelter in Chula Vista. They like, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that one. But um, again, it's paying attention to what people are doing, right? You're very, the, in San Diego, like the top issues are housing and homelessness. And homelessness is like the top, top issue. Housing is next. And there's like nothing that compares to that. So if that's something that you are passionate about and interested in and want your you know, these are people who represent you. You pay them to represent Ex- you. Literally. So um, if that's what you care about, email them, call their offices, let them know that that's yes. what you care about and that's what you want them to do. And if you can't show up to city council meetings, show up to city council meetings, get involved in any way you can. Yeah. Barry, just barely had days now to comb through these questions that come through the Discord. We pretty much covered them. So the Discord was safe this time. It was, you know, basically how did the elections turn out the way they did? And how did you let that happen? Uh, you know, these are questions <laughs> are like more suited for the system than it is for a specific person. So um, I guess the last one is a very important one. Where's the best burrito? Mm. Best burrito? You live where? Without giving your home address. Logan Heights. <laughs> Logan Heights. There are some proper ones in that general area. Mm, I know a lot of people from the barrio that come down here for burritos and yeah. chilavista, yeah. though. So what's your favorite place to get a burrito? Down here. Got a mess out of that burrito. I actually, I'm a bean and cheese kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. She's my, I knew it's I liked not, her. It's not like hard. You know, like you beans can, are you important. Can a, you this, can get this, a bean and cheese. You won't fuck this This doesn't like beans. I don't. I'm not a weirdo. Are you shaming me for something I don't like? Yes. How dare you? Yes. That is Mexican elitism. <laughs> I don't like beans. I fucking hate beans. I like beans on a when it's carnes and tuhugo. Come down, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll take a bean or two in my tacos from Tacos del Frank. But aside from that, you like those burritos? My suegra made the hey, burritos were good. Your suegra's burritos were good. Let's wrap it up with something awesome. Thank you guys for letting us host your fucking epic event, Politifest. Oh my god, that was so much fun. That was awesome. Thank you guys for like opening our eyes. A lot of people here had never even been to a political debate, me included. Barry just bear as well. It was something that we didn't let me into those kind of things. We didn't didn't know what to expect. Which one was your favorite? Um, When you guys were going at it with Amar and Finchi, John McCann. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like everybody was just kind of lingering until the main event came up. And that was the main event. And even you guys took it up a notch. You guys got, all right, all right, everybody relax. Let's move on from that. I, was like, yes. I don't want to talk about this I anymore. Yeah, I was like, geez, this, this is what political debating well, is all about. You know, one thing I didn't mention in that race was, um, you know, we, we we probably all saw those like uh, John hired a private investigator to follow Amar. And this was something he was like talking about pretty early on in the campaign. That's crazy. About how like Amar didn't live in Chula Vista and whether he lived like he was so focused on his physical address and like where this dude was like laying his head at night. He was so focused on that. But I think the better argument was what turned out to be the argument that like probably swayed people was that he's not in Chula Vista. Like he's not on any, you know, involved in any like schools or any boards, any boards or like anything. Or like what, where is he? I think would have been the better argument. And so at that moment, I think he was trying to make that case. Like, you know, Omar was like, Oh, come to my house. I'll make you chilaquiles. And like, it was, <laughs> it, and John was like trying to fight with him. And I think Andy was just like, we're done. Like, we're not talking about that. Like we stop. What yeah. a crazy. Yeah. 
it's awesome to see that. I like the cheese, man. I like the drama. I do like watching it from the outside in. I don't like to be involved with it. But from the outside, I'll perch my head over the like, fence and be like, what's going on over here? Watching that develop and just kind of like play itself out was fucking awesome. Yeah. The mailers we got were next level trolling, bro. <laughs> A picture of Amar like floating on couches all over town. I was like, this is the one. I was like, I like oh, it. I didn't see that. Oh, that man. One, yeah. I should have asked you for mailers. Yeah, they, they, they're, they were cool. And then just uh, Amar and his squad going on on the mechanics like, oh, man. Reason number one million and three, I will never even think about doing anything in politics. I just like hanging out <laughs> and talking shit from the back. Imagine your mailers, you at Disneyland Gee. with your yeah. kids like in he a little cage. He doesn't take his yeah. kids to Disneyland. <laughs> with your kids in a cage. She's like, He's in a cage. <laughs> He's been quoting as saying, fuck beans. <laughs> <laughs> this man doesn't eat beans. <laughs> he doesn't even leave until he was raised in Bonita. That's right. Bonita, Mr. Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for showing up today. Thank, Thank you for you. taking the time out of your busy yeah. schedule. I know you're busy. Are you I know. ready for Thanksgiving? That's my question since yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't given the chance to say Oh, my anything. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you ready for Thanksgiving? I am so ready. Are you, are you like I'm a Christmas eat. person? I'm a food person, so wherever I get to eat food. She's like, wherever there's food, but I'm I, down. I love the Christmas gifts. Yeah, oh. you like the gifts? Nice. I, I asked my boyfriend for one thing. I asked him for a cordless vacuum. Are you listening? Cord- oh, man. <laughs> Wifey and I are in the market for a vacuum. A there's cordless vac. ones? There's oh, so many Wait, you want like a shop vac or do you mean no. like, a, like it, a big one? It's like a cordless vacuum. Yeah. I want one oh. of my shark deals or something. Yeah, like shark. All right. You heard it here, Crystal. We're going to get a, a cordless <laughs> vacuum. That's I'm in for that. You know what? You know what's going to be pressure? Read our head lines in front of Andrea. Oh, okay. oh Jesus. That's not pressure. So the breakdown, what we do, mm-hmm. like every 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 Monday, we, we come in and we just kind of go in through the beginning intros and everything. And then we get into the meat and potatoes where mm-hmm. we go over <laughs> like Algo Bueno, Chale, and Yahweh, which loosely translate the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then we kind of get into that. Then after that, we get into our headlines. Sometimes my headlines leak into my Yahweh, like it did today, the Dave Chappelle and uh, the screen uh, the script writers, and then the controversial monologue, quote-unquote controversial monologue, you know? So it's like, that was mine. So you have a headline today. I have a couple of headlines. Let's go, but, girl. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, the first one is that your holiday dinner, speaking about Thanksgiving, is probably in trouble. Uh, wait, wait, that, because the avian <laughs> flu is taking out oh, a shit. lot of turkeys, you guys. It is Playboy. So, I make that bread thing. <laughs> I mean, and uh, what, uh, what was his name again from Connect Realty? Ice Tyra. Clint, Clint Jones. Jones. Clint Jones, that's right. Who? Clint Jones. Clint Jones. Clint, Clint Jones. Jones. Oh, damn. I'm terrible with names, Clint. I'm sorry. Uh, but Clint mentioned, you know, the higher prices this year of of turkeys. They're talking about up, uh, like possibly even a dollar ninety nine so per $2? pound. So yes, the price of turkey. Expect your price of turkeys to go up. So if I, as a chef and as your friend, am telling you right now, go buy your turkey early. Um, not only because you need to start defrosting your turkey. So this is the week. I'm reminding you, this is the week before Thanksgiving. You should be buying your turkey this now. week. So that this Saturday you put it into the refrigerator because it takes about three but days Clint to defrost. But Clint said we do it on Monday. He's wrong. Shit. Uh, because, because if you actually want a juicy turkey, you need a fully defrosted turkey. And that means what? that you most likely uh, are not defrosting your turkey A juicy time. turkey sounds appealing. A like a, exactly. a turkey filled with cheese, man. Oh, t- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a turkey filled with all a, the a gossip. A turkey. <laughs> <Metisha> turkey. <laughs> I don't know how to cook, so this is all news. Yeah, I'm I always mean, taking and, notes when Chef talks. And next, next <laughs> Monday, okay. yeah, next Monday I'll definitely be bringing you guys some tips on how to make sure. Oh, that shit! Fuck can, that! Bring us some food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Bring me a Medici turkey. <laughs> if, you're working, if you're working on some like prototype turkey dinner, bring that prototype in. We'll tell you what's good or not. <laughs> no, yeah. but yeah, I'll start sharing tips uh, next Monday and I'll be sharing tips obviously on my Instagram uh, with when to start your brine, the difference between a wet and a dry brine, um, and then how what's, to cook your turkey. You go over what is a brine. <laughs> yeah, can we go back it up? What is a brine? Do you really want me what, to what is down? a managing editor? What are these things? <laughs> what are these things? So what is the NAHJ? Got so it. A, so a brine is when you actually salt your turkey. So mm. you can either do a dry brine, which is almost like a rub, for mm. example, where you just add different spices and salt, and then you put that on the outside of your turkey. That is a dry brine. Or you could literally put your turkey in a turkey bag, add some like salted water with spices and herbs and all of that, and then let it and like wrap it up with that turkey bag, put it in your fridge and just let it. Mm. So essentially what you're doing, just for the geeks and nerds like me out there, uh, you're creating a process called reverse osmosis. Mm. So when you increase the salinity outside, the salt content on the outside of the turkey, what you do is you pull, draw out the moisture onto the salt and then that salt... Uh, eventually, you what you're doing is you're increasing the salinity on the outside, which draws out the moisture, and then that moisture goes back inside, but now salted. <laughs> That's yes. a brewing technique. Reverse osmosis, removing the water and reintroducing it again into the, you ain't losing me, girl. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's a good headline. <laughs> We've been talking about the avian flu because of the Padres goose. Um, yeah. That was a morbid story to something otherwise like, <laughs> you know, chipper and awesome. Hey, everybody, the goose is loose. Uh, the goose is dying. Yeah. <laughs> that goose is very dead. Sad. The goose is probably goose fucking is probably dead. dead. Having a bad well, day. But like people, you know, like avian flu, why would you pay attention to that? I guess unless you take your kids to the zoo and there's no flamingos mm-hmm. but like we don't take our kids like, to the zoo either will, this breaking will literally news. affect your dinner this yeah will this will literally your affect your dinner so oh, yes uh, next monday i'll be sharing that um, my last tip for you guys is uh, remember that people normally eat only about six to eight ounces of turkey so depending on how many people you have in your family um don't buy too big of a turkey if you're not gonna numbers. actually use those are you not familiar with the term recalentada what's going on <laughs> claro que yo, yo, yo sí, pero there's a lot of food waste out there and we have tortas made out of pavo we Listen, have all of the things for at least a week, my, when I was little, my abuelita would make turkey everything. Yeah. My mom, too, respectfully, mother, you too, get down. When I was little, it was funny you brought up, like, you, you, don't, you don't cook very much, you said. You're not a cook. I went through the whole phases of, like, going to families' houses for Thanksgiving to even going out to eat on Thanksgiving. Is that anything you guys ever did, going out to oh, a yeah. restaurant and eating? And I'm not talking Denny's, respectfully, to you and your peoples. I know Denny's is everything. Moon's over my hammy. But going out... <laughs> there was this restaurant we went to. I forget what it's called. Like, Country Something Comfort Something. Country Waffles? No, no, no. There was one on um, Binchy. The one that we went to was on Sweetwater Road. And it was right there across from... I don't know. It was, right, it was next to the Taco Bell area there. And it was like Conjunction Junction or something. And I was like in my head, I was little, I was like, there's no way, like, there's gonna be people here. Yeah. There's no way people are fucker, it was packed. Hey. I was like, all right, so there's a lot of people that go out to eat. Do you go out to eat or do you head north to family? I head to family. Yeah? Yeah. What about yourself, Chef? You cook at home, bring everyone over, or do you I'm go and cook somewhere? The, I'm in charge of the turkey. So yeah, I cook a lot of food. Barry Jasbera? Uh, with me and Fernanda, we bounce around between families. So one year we do her family, Smart. the next year we do my family, and we go back nice. and forth. But Fuck, we do nice. all that in the same night, bro. Jesus. Yeah, my family used to do yeah. that. And then they just decided everybody should we go camping. We have to eat twice. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving, I love them and I hate them. Because, yeah, I got we got to go to the Swagger's house. And you know she's making bomb food. It's tamales, it's this, it's that. And then I got to go to my mom and dad's house, and they're making bomb ass food. And then it's like, I can't get too drunk here because I got to go over here. Oh, I got to make sure I get drunk so I can get through the night here and then make it over there. <laughs> it's a fucking pedo. I hate the holidays. Almost as much as I hate Disneyland. 
Stop. <laughs> I don't like this. We're going to make that TikTok no. dance. <laughs> <so hard. laughs> what about you, Barry? What any headlines do you have for us? Are we good? My headline tied into my chale, and I don't I don't think we need to repeat on that because it was a sad No, one, that know? was very but sad. It was. Fortunately, you know what else is sad? Uh-oh. Alaska crab season was canceled. Crab season? Yes. You guys know how uh, there's like all those shows on the Discovery Channel with like you know, biggest catch and okay, all yeah, these, yeah, you know, with all sure. these guys going out. And um, anyway, yeah. So the State Department of Fish and Game says that populations have declined by 90 percent in Holy two shit. years. So uh, earlier this week, the Alaska Department of Fish and Game announced that for the first time ever, it would be canceling its upcoming Bering Sea snow crab season <laughs> due to drastic decline in the crab population. Uh, it's hard, yeah. It's hard to overstate the sudden and beyond precipitous decline in the number of snow crabs, uh, according to CBS. The population plummeted ninety percent in the past two years, a decline of an estimated one billion crabs. That's insane. It's you a lot guys. of crabs. So, uh, <laughs> sounds like a friend I, I had in high school. A lot of crabs. <laughs> I just wanted to mention it because the other day I looked up the price of uh, Alaskan king crab and it was a hundred dollars a pound. So just know that. All of this kind of scarcity that's that's being created is also going to just completely, you know, cause these prices to go up, which of course adds to all of the inflation troubles we're all seeing. That's right gonna now, fuck so. with my imitation crab availability. <laughs> all right, because I go in on the imitation crab. I don't I don't fuck with it's real crab because that's a lot of money. To, that's that's fancy shit. Wait, I'm more on the peasant tea every year. How do they make imitation crab? Um, like Some byproduct of other fish. Crab. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's other it's fish. fish it's other fish. It's, it's, it's byproduct. But, but uh, byproduct. Northgate has a nice. Little Little imitation crab salad, jaiba. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, fuck, I fucks with this. Wow. I don't know what crab tastes like, but I fucks with this imitation shit. It's really good. <laughs> I've been eating that since I was at Vaughn's, man. <laughs> no hipster here. I wish there was a Northgate in downtown. And then I could just like get Speak my it into fruition. There. Make it happen. Yeah. Do you have an office that you go to daily? Or yeah. okay, so it, it yeah. VOSD has an office where you guys go and do work there. In downtown. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know offices still existed for people. Everybody's like, there <laughs> seems like oh, commercial properties are like all going to shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you and your office. All well, fancy. You have a lease. All fancy <laughs> over there. <laughs> do you have a headline that's just itching to come out right now? Ooh, I don't She's like, wait a second. You can't talk about crabs and itching. I know, bro. As soon as I said said itching to come out, and I reflect, I said, ooh, we just talked about crabs. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fishy situation. Did you guys hear that Anime Wong, though, um, is going to be on the quarter? Guess Anime Wong. Anime Wong. You don't know who Anime Wong is? Bro, I don't like beans. I don't know anything. (laughs) Anime Wong was born in 1905 in Los Angeles and died in 1961. She appeared in 60 movies, both silent and with sound, and is one of the first made in Technicolor. She also appeared on stage and productions in London and New York. So yeah, yeah, according to the U.S. Mint, Wong's career expanded across motion pictures, television, theater, leaving a lasting legacy for Asian American women in the entertainment industry. Many consider her Hollywood's first Chinese American movie star. Look at that. So yeah, it's really, really cool. I love that that she's going to be featured on the Let me take the moment right now to tell you, thank you for educating us always, Chef. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm here, guys. That's why I'm here. Chef, always dropping knowledge. (laughs) Look, look, that's... That's Anna Mae Wong. Okay. You know her. Uh, No, I don't. And really? I've never really. seen no. her. I've never heard the name of no. Oh my sorry. gosh. No. She's so she's such an elitist, bro. She's such an elitist, bro. You with, with your beans. <laughs> with your beans with and your burrito. <laughs> no mames. <laughs> you don't have beans in frijoles, your burrito. Elitis with frijoles and coras. What's up? <laughs> what do you not like about beans? Uh, the fact that I'm supposed to fucking love them. I guess that's really the only thing. I like refried beans. I'm not a big fan of like uh, frijoles de olla. Uh, yeah. Mm. Unless, like I said, it's in uh, carnes and su jugo. 
Andrea, thank you for asking. Hmm. <laughs> no headlines? What do we got? I don't think so. I don't None. She doesn't want to break any news today. No. We got one important announcement. Riverside's greatest people. <laughs> there it is. Wait, oh, wait. Look at that. That was quick. Wait, can you give me wow. that picture? <laughs> I mean, he took it down from the fucking Riverside Chamber of Commerce. I love it. <laughs> it's available there now. I'm Soy la Andrea. <laughs> thank oh, you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you so for coming much. in. Thank you for thank keeping you. it all lighthearted, guys. We all love what we love. We all do not like what we like. Let's all, like, you know? Don't cancel anybody <laughs> no today. Pasa no pasa nada. And all of a sudden, I'm fucking scared of being canceled. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> Don't forget to go support Justin on Friday. 